Welcome back to the Powerty Podcast. This is Fiber Internet Matt. Let's oh, go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that is big time. This is Ben. Just Ben today. Impressive. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's Nick World. Good to be back. And we have uh, yet again another special guest for the Powerty Podcast. Um, a special gentleman, one that we've known for a long, long time. He is essentially in the family. Um, I mean, there's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. This guy has been around since I've been around, probably even before that. I mean, you know, he has more of my life down than I do. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I got a list of things here that I want to introduce our guy here tonight before I, you know, let the listeners know who we've got on the, the show here. Um, we've got a diehard music lover, primarily rap. He specializes in rap, um, also specialty. boy bands. Boy bands is a big specialty for him. So <laughs> gangster rap where he's killing you or boy bands. Really not a whole lot in between, but he is, uh, he's got those down. Uh, he's an athlete. This guy is intelligent. One of the smartest people I know, um, no doubt about it. Extremely organized. Um, he's a very strong man. He's down to earth. <laughs> Uh, he's a hooper. Uh, he's chill, but he's also a beast all at the same time. Uh, he's a competitor. He is, I found out last weekend, the best bags player of all time. <laughs> um, so wow. that was nice to find out. Uh, I had no idea. He, and like I just touched on, he has the best memory of any human in the history <laughs> of humanity. There's no doubt about that. Um, humble guy. He is a leader by example. Um, he's been my best friend since I met him uh, back in sixth grade. Um, me and this gentleman actually won. I don't know if Matt and Ben, you might not know this, but me and this man uh, won most likely to be best friends forever. Our senior oh, really? high school together. So I don't know if that you guys know sense. that or not. Um, yeah. He's uh, he was my college roommate at Mizzou um, and he's my best friend to this day. Mr. Corey Hoffmeister, a.k.a. C. Murda, a.k.a. Murda, a.k.a. The Hoff. Welcome, what brother. What is up? Great to have What's you. What's up, man? I'm so glad to be on here finally. Um, I feel like I've been a part of the Polity family for pretty much half my life, so yeah. it just suits it to be on this on this podcast. Welcome. Welcome. We're stoked to have you, half your life. Yeah. We became, yeah, I was what is, say. how old are you in sixth grade? Like what age is that? Is that really uh, like say, yeah. Sixth grade? Are you like, like 11 or 12? 12, yeah. And, and I'm 31, so it's been 20 years. And I've always made the jokes that you don't really start your life till you're 10. So really, <laughs> I basically spent one year without you. Um, yeah. When you take life, the joke, really. and when you take the jokes into account. <laughs> yeah. All jokes into account. I was one when we met. We've been best friends ever since. <laughs> <laughs> not throwing the jokes aside that would no make sense. no they they're in account so <laughs> well i'll say this we appreciate uh we know Corey is an avid listener mm -hmm. listens uh, has listened to every yeah. episode he's he's generally ahead on the listening um ahead of all three of us so it's true we appreciate oh, yeah. that oh yeah it's it's like it's like my second show on my uh on my spotify account it says your shows and you guys are number two on there, so I always check it, get the new release. Get that up to number one. Yeah, we got to get to number one. That part. I would have said my that number one. Who's one? got to be Worldwide Ballers podcast. Worldwide Ballers. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Worldwide Ballers. Is number one, really? 
Yeah. I think that's it's because they drop more episodes, so they're getting more listens, boys. That's what it takes. Take we some notes. Take some notes. We might be doing 20-minute episodes then just to get on Corey's number one, you know? There's Everyone no way do. that happens. There's yeah. no was... our in our intro takes 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Closing thoughts. <laughs> yeah. That's another 30. <laughs> so what you I mean, been up to, Corey, man? Let's I want to hear what's going on in, in C Murder's life. Uh, just, uh, started a new job about <clears throat> four months ago to the day, um, completely switched up atmospheres. Um, really cool. It's been really fun. I, I love it so far. Um, everything I'm doing and now <clears throat> just looking for houses right now, I actually just went to a showing like an hour ago. So nice. nice dude. That's, that's the biggest thing. Me and, me and uh, Kayla are ready to move in together and start Sweet. building and everything like that so are you gonna make an offer on that house he's made a few offers no so on far. the house he just saw uh, an hour ago uh, the one the they were very good at uh showing the pictures i mean yeah. Jizo. oh yeah it's <laughs> always a big i'm like oh man this is, they got a really nice backyard and i walk out there and i'm looking out the kitchen i'm like hi there's no backyard at all <laughs> <laughs> professional photographer can do one it really was and then Absolutely. uh the basement, I was like really excited for the basement, but then the stairwell went right down the middle of it. Mm. So when you walk downstairs, it's either go left or go right, and you literally mm-hmm. just like lost like half of your basement. So I'm like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, I wouldn't put an offer on that. that oh, photographer like made me made me a lot of money uh, when I sold oh, my yeah. house. So <laughs> dude, they can make or break. They can really make or break it. And especially yeah. if you got somebody who's buying from out of state. You know? Well, that's what I was gonna oh, say. Exactly. No idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Showing up. Yeah, that's gonna then your photographer matters a lot. So. But oh, either way, nice. some people can some people you know they'll fall in love online and it doesn't matter what they see in mm-hmm. person. What they saw yeah. online wasn't that is you know, true. it's the same thing, like it's like these like online dating, you know, I mean, you fall in love with somebody before you meet them, but you've already fallen in love with them. So it's too late. It don't matter what they look like in person. You know what I mean? <laughs> or <laughs> how they act. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For real. No, that's, that's so true. We actually, uh, dad and Judy just checked out a house for us this morning. So, Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It had something similar to what you're talking about, Corey. Yeah. With I mean, the stairs in the middle. Yeah. Otherwise it's- the house was amazing. Yeah, it's that's that's frustrating because like the basement's like an area that you want to, you know, entertain people and hang out. And it's like if you're crammed in the basement, I mean, that's not worth it at that point. No, and you're a, you're a basement and backyard kind of guy anyway. Exactly. So. This is oh, I yeah. was going to say, I remember growing up, going over there. It was always we always hung in the basement. I don't all, I, I don't remember the rest of the house. I just remember going to the basement <laughs> <laughs> or the backyard just, just coming through the walkout only in the basement. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. dude, for real. <laughs> Honestly, that happened so many times Only at Corey's house. Like people would just only come in right to the back. You don't want to mess up Chuck when he's watching his TV shows. Okay, <laughs> That's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so where'd you start working? What's the new job? Uh, I work for a marketing firm. I'm a client success manager uh, at a marketing firm. So completely different um, from the whole retail industry, you know, warehouse industry operations to uh, a desk job. But I really like it. Um, I can set my schedule. Um, I really get to do and deep dive what I want to and what's best for my clients. You know, I'm not on any time crunches or anything like that. Like, it's it's awesome. It's it's also went from two of the largest companies in the world to uh less than 30 right 
Yeah. I don't know if they're considered yep. a startup or how long they've been around, but I mean, compared to those two companies, it's a startup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no kidding. Corey worked for Target and then worked for Amazon. And yeah. Yeah. Ran, two monsters. Uh, but teams in both, actually, which is something <laughs> yeah. we're going to get into here is leadership is going to be a big topic. So, um, but yeah, I mean, right now you're just like, you're more like frontline, right? Yeah. That totally sounds cool, you. though. You get to like work one on one with clients and figure out what's going to help them. That that yeah. would be cool to me. Mm-hmm. And then Not I get the, to yeah, I just get to be a part of everything. You know, I get to talk to the VPs on a daily basis. Like, like I get to build something with this. Yeah. So you know, I I really get a new lookout on it, and like it 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 really drives me, and I'm learning a whole bunch. Like, if you're not learning every day, I mean, what's the point? You know especially when you're at work, like you want to learn and like gain as much knowledge from people as possible. Um, that's what I always try to do, especially like smarter people in the room from me, you know, oh, just yeah. soak in and ask as much questions as possible. Like I'm an annoying person when I'm getting trained, like I asked a million <laughs> questions. I'm like, as much as you can give me, you know, I want to learn. So like, I've already, I've been there for four months and I've learned so much. Like it's, it's been really fun. That'd be cool oh, yeah, to man. talk to all the VPs as well and like exactly you know and because that you know that they're the decision makers and yeah and you're not just talking to somebody that is full of theories you're talking to somebody that's going to pull the trigger on things that'd be cool exactly exactly nice how does that work how do you get into the room with the vp is that like somebody else setting up that call for you or or do you have to find that guy or how does that work no i mean i I can he's literally right down the hall from me i can go in there oh you're saying your own vp i see what Mm -hmm. you're saying Okay, yeah. my bad. I took that the wrong way. I did too. I thought you were talking to VPs of other companies. <laughs> oh no, oh, no, dude. I'm talking, I'm talking to his. CEOs of other companies. Like, okay, literally, like okay. So then, how the do you people get, that are making that the decisions? Oh yeah, no, like for my clients, like I'm literally making their marketing decisions and like what they want to send out and what they want to do and how much they want to market to and all that stuff. Like those decisions on a daily basis, like no, are are like with the CEOs of the companies, this is like, I'm talking about with like my company and being able to grow that and expand that. Like I get to be a part of like both sides of it. Nice. So I get not only get to expand my client's company, but I'm also trying to expand like my own company. So it's gotta yeah. be cool to talk to CEOs, entrepreneurs every single day. Oh, yeah. Cause you know, like entrepreneurs just think differently, you know, than exactly. the, than the employee mm-hmm. for sure. Oh yeah. So how do you, Wait. how do you get into the room or the, call basically same question but with your client with your ceo like is that set up by somebody else or are you hunting down that business or how does that work no we're we're yeah we we set up meetings and everything like that um a lot of our our company is really big on word of mouth um we're like Mm. one of the leaders in the marketing so a lot of them reach out to us Mm. um and then depending on like what division they want to go into or anything like that um they'll set set us up with a client and everything like that and then i'll kind of start it from there Mm. okay so they're just, they're basically coming to you saying, we want your services. Marketing exactly. company, of course, man. They're, yeah, they're, right. They're probably doing a good job marketing themselves. And then <laughs> I would hope yeah. so. And then, or he just gets the people that reaching out. Yeah. And then we, we also have like a lot of, uh, a couple of other like salespeople that have been in the industry for a long time. Um, and then like, they kind of get leads and people like that too. So um, they, they'll reach out to me and be like, Hey, I got a prospective client, you know, and then I'll, I'll talk to them and tell them what I can do and provide and everything like that. And then we'll set it up and go from there. So what, nice. made, you, like what made you switch careers? Like such, such a drastic switch from team leader 
you know, with what you were doing with Target and Amazon to to this, it seems like such a different different role. What made you want to make that shift? Um, you know, I was always go getter, work hard as possible, do everything I possibly can to grow and expand. And until I was at, I was at a point in management um, where I wasn't really affecting enough change as I wanted to. Yeah, my team was my teams were awesome. I was interacting with them. But at the end of the day, you know, I was only growing so far um, and I felt like I had a lot more to give and a lot more to offer, you know, uh, kind of with them bigger companies, you kind of get stuck in the wheel well. They're like, oh, man, you're doing so good. And like they kind of want to keep you there. They're hesitant to move you up, you know, and stuff like that. They get complacent Amazon a is little bit. as big as it that's, gets. Amazon that's is one thing that's especially. And then like that, that's one thing that like. I, I don't want to be especially when I'm working like as complacent I don't want to come in and just be like do my stuff oh, no. and leave like I want to have an impact um, that's one thing that I really liked about the jobs where I started at you know I was a leader so I could change people I can help people mm. um, but then again like I also I wanted more um, I kept on wanting more um, I want my voice to be heard a little bit more I want to affect change I want to drive success for a company like um, and then actually you know I had a previous connection with the person. They reached out to me. Um, they're like, hey, I can get you an interview. And then the rest was history after that. Yeah, that's awesome. I could definitely see at a big company how you could get stuck in that middle management where oh, they're yeah. like, yeah, we God, like you yeah. here. So you're going to, we're going to keep you here as long as possible because it's hard to find good people for that spot. I can see those that. are those are oftentimes your hardest workers in your whole company and you just kind of use and abuse them it happens all the time middle management right. you know what i mean and, and I mean, you're making good money so right. it's hard oh, of course. to just leave of it of course no absolutely yeah for sure yeah i could see that well, that's good, when they, so when they came to him and said you're working on christmas and at nights and he's like i'm out of here i'm done with this shit right <laughs> <laughs> no doubt i'm gonna go do something else yeah, that would be. Yeah, I mean, no uh, matter yeah, what, I mean, this, this I, is the first time in my first time in my career where I have a consistent schedule that's off on weekends, man. I don't know what to do right. with myself. Hey, no, for real, you're finally a part of society. <laughs> yeah, you've been going against it for a long time. I did. Honestly, you, you know me though. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one to uh, stride with society on most of the things. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> but for sports and your TV shows, it seems to this works out better for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's balance, though, you know what i'm saying yeah what'd you say i said that's that's balance though we'll, that's we'll talk about that a little later that's true no, no i mean anybody but bezos said amazon is a cog in the machine that's just a reality yeah i'm sure they've got a few guys up there making all the decisions but yeah it's and it's enormous so oh yeah yeah how many oh, yeah. people work at amazon oh my well just our building alone there was five thousand people at one point Good God. That's just in the one hub in St. Louis. So, yeah. oh yeah. my God. And you now he's at a company of 30 or less. Safe to say your your impact is being felt much more. Yeah. With where you're at. It is nice to see that though. And then you'll actually be able to look back on if the company like does flourish, like can actually know you had some, you know, fingerprints on exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. You know and that's I mean? that's what I want, you know, a sense of accomplishment, you know, work hard do what you can and you know try to achieve greatness especially yeah. with like a company now like i have the opportunity to build and grow something to 
what I want it to be and, you know, what they want it to be. And I can be a huge part of that. And that's what I'm excited for. How long has this company been around? Uh, about eight years. That's perfect, man. You're, it's it's yeah, enough you're where right. they're stable, but you're not. Yeah. So you're not like a first guy in, but like when they do grow, you're already in early. So, yeah, when I worked for a company that was like 30 three people or whatever they'd been around for 40 years and were terrified of growth and it was right there it was it's totally a difference today right 40 you're you're 40 years in and you're still at 40 people you're never getting over 50 you know what i mean right. when you're at that range and you're eight yeah. you're still growing and i think they were like in the mid 40s and then they had to lay a bunch of people off during the recession in 08 or whatever and they terrified they had, whatever their excuse was and then they were just mm -hmm. terrified to grow ever again mm -hmm. yeah it, it happens it happens a lot because people well i mean it's understandable though too because that's not an easy thing to do just to lay a bunch of people off and then oh, you do get sure scared now. to want to do because you know you feel like you let those people down you know oh, yeah. what i mean so oh, yeah no doubt it's understandable why you know people just they're like all right that's it draw on the line here that was too much for me last time you know what i mean so right. sure but at the same time it's like if you actually want to do right by all of your employees you should be growing for sure. You always it, need to be pushing to grow. Like, cause if this Corey, if this company Corey's at has a thousand people in 10 years, Corey is going to be doing much better. Oh God. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Because they grew. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, there's potential for Corey to move up while they're also adding all the stuff below. You know what I mean? He could be, who knows, you know, you can make a million dollars a year at a company like that. Cause oh, they, yeah, for sure. Whereas, if they just decide to be scared of growth then his upward mobility is, you know, you would think though hard. that a marketing company is not going to be afraid of growth. Is that right. be counterintuitive right. to right. what a marketing company should be doing? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So yeah, now, just, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say now, now I'm at the point now where, you know, I took a step back and kind of went into a completely different, you know, company and type of work that you know I was just really just sitting back and learning as much as I can and now I'm starting to get a point where I'm like I know what I'm talking about I know what I'm doing I'm ready to get back in like my, my leadership role you know this is the first time yeah. in my career mm -hmm. that I haven't been in a leadership role and like that's what I really liked and I really like about doing that with all my other companies you know so that's why that's my next step that's my next goal you know is to become back in a leadership position and start growing people that love it other things that I can show them you know That'll happen you know, in no we, time. Yeah, it will. But and you got to learn the processes, though. You know, before you can yeah. go teach them to somebody else to do oh, it. Oh yeah, right. and definitely like I'm, I'm a humble person. I'm not gonna be the one to like come in and be like I'm Mr. Know It All. You know, I want to learn and I want to know what I'm talking about so I can teach you how to become better. You know, at, at different aspects. You know, it's true. Yeah, so it was on the intro list. <laughs> what up, Mia? Hi, Mia. She's up past her bedtime. Somebody is definitely up past her bedtime. You want to say hi? Tell everybody hi. <laughs> I've it never nods. seen her that low of energy. I didn't know she gets that low of energy. Well, you know, we start the podcast uh, after her bedtime. So yeah. Okay. She, she should be low energy. All right. Well, I'm going to go put me back to bed. So I'll <laughs> see you in a bit. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. You'll get all this good information when you listen, Ben. Um, Corey, so I want to hear like what, I mean, tell me about, you're when you were at Target or Amazon um, and like, you know, what you were doing when you were leading people, what did you do? What did you like about it? What were some of your major takeaways like on what works? Yeah. So I, 
I actually have like leadership as I kind of went through like my whole entire like life. Um, I can go through that when there you go. Ben gets back, but ah, you know, one he'll, thing that he'll hear it. Start it now. Yeah, just go. Okay. We don't well, need to wait for Ben. He'll he'll hear it all when uh, when he listens. You know. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just talking about leadership and you know how it comes through like stages of my life and how it was and how I grown to where I am at now. So in the beginning of my life, my first, you know, real interaction with leadership um, was probably around high school um, and particularly like high school basketball. That was really my first time where I really had become a leader, um, especially coming to a new high school and being the oldest one since we first started our sophomore year. Um, I really took it upon, you know, me and Nick took it upon ourselves, you know, to become leaders. Um, and then leadership quality and leadership style that like, I learned from that was uh, lead by doing, um, leading through our actions, mm-hmm. you know, um, showing that working hard, but then also showing like a work ethic and strive for what you need to do. Um, so like basketball was really the first time where I really needed to be like a leader in my life. Um, you know, a few examples, you know, of the showing it through work ethic, you know, showing up to practice early, we'd get there at least like an hour early before every single practice, um, putting in the work on and off the court, um, getting extra shots up, um, displaying the right ways to play basketball. You know, um, I can remember one time, you know, our coaches weren't the best. Um, especially, <laughs> you know, anybody, anybody can attest to that. I can attest to that just from watching your guys play. Exactly. So, what really was like one of our biggest leadership and biggest like part that brought us together. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) I don't think this happens on the Joe Rogan podcast. It might. That was good. That was intense. Um, (laughs) Our our summer when we would have uh, summer open gyms um, Mm -hmm. and we know we got to be able to kind of pretty much run those how we wanted yeah. it and how we wanted to do it. I nice. see opportunity. Um, you got a soft, weak leader ahead of you and you're just like, I no, got to lead. So let I me forgot about exactly. it. That's so true, Corey. We actually literally ran those camps. But of course, yeah, you guys ago. loved basketball. You loved what you were doing, which made it easier. And we honestly, were more invested than anybody. Yeah. And learning, learning to be a leader, you know, basically by getting thrown into the fire. It's an amazing way to learn because you guys oh, yeah. quickly figured out what did and did not work. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And I can, I can specifically remember uh, we would always, you know, play five on five towards the end of it. And obviously we would be captains and pick teams. And there was this one player, I can't, I can't remember his name, but he was like the most skilled younger player. He's like a sophomore or something when we were seniors. And, but he, would shoot and not pass and make dumb decisions. But he was like the most skilled player out there. And I remember we would pick teams and it'd be like a schoolyard draft and we would not pick him. Me and mm-hmm. Nick wouldn't want him on our team. Yep. And, you know, he would get frustrated and get mad. But then as like, as they started going on each, each and every time, you know, we would talk to him, they would see us play and they would mm-hmm. see our actions and how we played and how we wanted to be together. Um, eventually, you know, we started, playing like us um, mm-hmm. and then like was like one of the best sophomore players on the team and JV. Um, I'm sure like the next couple of years, he was a lot better, but like that was just one little thing of leadership of someone th- showing through our actions of like how we want to be, how we want to play. Um, 
everything like that. Hundred percent, man. And lead I said that example. at the beginning. I said that right in the intro with Corey. I mean, the dude leads by example. Um, yeah, I mean, you've always been super hard worker. I forgot about that. The fact that we did used to literally we picked the, the drills we would do. You, <laughs> me, and you would be the captains, and then we would just pick the team. And you're so right. If you didn't play the right way, you were going to get picked last, and we probably weren't going to put you in the game. Yeah, that's just exactly how it went. I think there's something to be said for that, you know, and I'm and I'm probably obviously more of a vocal leader, but I think people just they follow people who they want to be like, you know what I mean? And you've always been super calm, cool, collected too. like you never get heated or emotional or anything like that. And then people gravitate towards people like that, too, because they're like, damn, he's good. I want to be like him. And he seems to have everything under control, too. You know that's, what I mean? That's something I had. That is one of the few things I actually did write down before this is Corey's always seems he always seems to uh, have what he wants and oh, uh, that, he's right. always happy and he's never stressed about anything. So no, he's just he's in total control of his emotions at all times, really. So, yeah, it's it's ridiculously impressive, yeah. actually, and extremely that's useful. That's 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 been a 30 year work in progress. And, you know, keep on <laughs> working on it and striving for it to be the best, you know. Oh yeah, just taking little little hints of here and there. You know, I know you have little videos or little quotes every now and then, Matt. That I hear from you. You know, people at work, you hear from them, and like you just always take that, absorb that information as much as possible, and just try it towards your life, and be like, hey, does that work for me? Does it not? Dude, and if exactly. it does, keep on using it. You know, just keep on building on it. Well, I feel like you do a really good job of, like, if something does strike a nerve with you, you like intentionally give it time. Like you let it simmer, like where I'm a lot, I'm, and I just something I've gotten better at definitely over the last year is like just my reactions to things that happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where like you've always been like, if something does irritate you, y'all even see it. You'll like sit and like think it through, like, how am I going to respond to this? Cause I don't want to be an asshole, but I also need to like show what is and isn't okay or where my line is too. Mm-hmm. So no, you're, you're really good at that. You know what else is really good at that? Justin and dad those are two oh, yeah. people who are also really good at just like never getting emotional and always like thinking before responding so it's impressive exactly. um and so then to build on the first step you know the first step was leading by doing you know leading through actions um, my next kind of leadership that i kind of built on to mine was uh lead by accountability um mm-hmm. and the really the first time i uh dealt with this was uh, through college you know, in college, you're on your own. Um, you have to set your own schedule. Uh, you have to, you know, you know, you got to make sure you, you, you can do set it with you your do. roommate. You can, you so can this make is, your so this is your accountability. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So this is, so, you know, I was, I was in school, I was paying for it. So, you know, my accountability to myself was, Hey, I'm going to go to every single class I possibly can. I'm going to sure. go up and show up in person, make sure I do it. You know, I, that was, I was accountable for myself to learn as much as possible from this experience. Um, and then another accountability was with my roommate, Nick. Um, we had our peer accountability. You know, we, if, if Nick was studying, I'm like, you know what? I, he's being accountable for himself. You know, I should study. Um, you know, we were, we were working together on projects. Um, we were going to the gym together. You know, it's not only about school. It's about, you know, our physical health. Um, you know, if he's going to the gym, it's, I'm, I'm slacking. So, you know, I'm not doing it. But then also, like, you know, you can, you can tag it to, like, group projects. Um, I really made it to a point where like I, I was made everybody accountable for their types mm-hmm. of jobs they need to do. 
Um, you know, I can, I can only do so much, uh, especially with group shot projects and everything like that. Um, the but accountability then, is good. Yeah. I think you need that. I think everybody needs that in their life. And I think a lot of people don't have that. And I think we're fortunate like me, Matt, and Nick to, well, I think this podcast has made it even more so. And we've talked mm-hmm. about it on here where we hold each other accountable to, you know, raise our standards, keep raising our standards. So having people in your life that are, that are going to do that for you, you know, or you're going to do that together is huge. I think it's big. And I think it's easy for somebody like Corey to hold a group accountable because he's doing his work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like when we, right. We definitely like kind of intentionally picked a lot of our classes together so we could study together and do everything together. But like, that was definitely like each other of us helping each other. It wasn't like one guy was just, totally carrying the weight for the other dude you know what i mean so yeah but it only you can only hold somebody else accountable if you're actually taking the actions yourself otherwise it's pretty impossible to like try to hold somebody else accountable exactly so then no, sure. after after college you know i got my job at, at i feel at like Target. there's more i want to talk about for college but i can't think of anything but i feel like we should just hover on that for a second because man that was a good <laughs> just, time just hover <laughs> just hover right there <laughs> for a minute oh no, it's true though we were actually I, talking about that last weekend i mean me and you know, Corey's lives were like the same but it is so true let me because sorry go ahead man i was just gonna say let me tell you how i was leading you guys you know when you got to college i was when i wasn't just yelling at you to get really drunk, okay? <laughs> i was doing it okay that's <laughs> how you can hold somebody you, accountable to their fit. leading by example you know <laughs> I wasn't just saying to get real drunk. I was getting real drunk. Yeah, you, you were hammered when you were yelling it. So uh-huh. you were doing it. Yeah, oh, and it was really nice. like Call of Duty. Matt was just making sure everybody was in the right place. And oh yeah, and Nick, sit in the corner. Hit your UAV. <laughs> Put this leadership. Right, leadership, baby. And we won. Right. We won a lot we of. We did, man. We did. We won, we won a, a lot. Of it was really fun, actually. Yeah, I was always so bad at Call of Duty, like. I never could get any good at it. I, I was always frustrated. I'm like, I, it, there's it, something I'm dude. doing wrong here. When we were the 636 else... boys, were you a part of the 636 clan? Dude, he you was. Guys, you guys no. let me play sometimes. You remember oh, the one? Hard. Listen, dude. All I'm <laughs> when saying he's surrounded is, by greatness. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it makes it, you it play was, better. For sure. It was hard to be bad on that clan. Bro. That I mean, well, no, the, I mean, I would be you could fine. see everybody on the UAV 24-7. I mean, it's hard not to get kills. No, I mean, I just never could get on you guys' level. <laughs> ever. No, I, well, that's fair. I remember the game where we won <laughs> 75 to 6. We, we I had, had the six deaths. And Ben had all six of our deaths. <laughs> our oh, team. no. Yeah. That I'll doesn't surprise that me. One. Oh, boy. That's because Ben was always running all over the place. I remember Ben was <laughs> not stop running. Yeah. Well, I like, like the action, man. <laughs> pick a corner and get ready to kill somebody. They're going to run right into he, your gun. He wanted action over success. Yes. I over wanted goals. I wanted as many interactions with other people as possible. Well, whether I killed him. And then every once in a while, I get hot. And it was so exciting. I lived for that. Get like six or seven <laughs> kills in a row in like yeah, see what, two minutes. What you didn't realize is if if that everybody else is running around like maniacs, so you don't have to to get all that action. Yeah. Nah, I know, just, but I'd get in, I'd get impatient. It was like the opposite of my real life. Like my right. god life was. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. That's comes a new man. Uh huh. 
alternate reality. No, it is good, dude. You you being at Mizzou though was huge because otherwise I would have been living by myself. James would have been stuck in his cave. I would have saw him once every three weeks, you know. And dude, yeah, like it was a big accountability thing because I'm like, I know Corey's gonna be a class. Like I got, I we're in the same class. So and he's gonna be like, <laughs> I'm not doing homework with you if I don't go to class. So totally spot on with the accountability there. Anyways, keep going through your resume here. I like it. Yeah, so so I had those two, uh, leadership by through actions, leadership through accountability. Um, so I, I took those and I, towards my first job out of college, I worked at Target. Um, I was an executive team leader at that position. Um, so I led by doing, I led through accountability. I was always the hardest worker in the building. Um, I always worked as hard as I possibly could every, each and every day, um, especially coming out of college. I was hungry. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to do more. I wanted to be everything I could. Um, but then also I, I held my team accountable, um, which worked really well for two years. Um, but how do you go farther from there? You know, um, I got to a point where you can hold people accountable and you're good workers. They're going to be accountable. They're going to do good. But how do you build up? the people who are lagging behind, who are not able to perform at the level of these other people. Um, that's where I kind of got stuck. I would pick up the slack for them. Um, mm -hmm. I would work harder. I would put in more hours. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got to a point where I'm like, I looked upon myself. I'm like, this isn't really helping. I'm only, I can only go so far by showing them how I work and showing mm -hmm. them accountability. Like you have good workers. They're going to be accountable. They're going to perform for you. Um, it's like, how do you, how do you have a full success? So I have so, thoughts on that. Or did yeah. you figure it out? Because I, I think that's a place that we could stop and talk about. Well, yeah, we like, definitely oh, need to sure. touch on that. I was going to say, Absolutely. I'm pretty sure Ben's brought this up before, how, yeah, like what I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you brought up Ben, is go to your, your top dogs. Put your energy and effort into your performers, yeah. into your best people. Because it's easy and natural to go to the person mm -hmm. slacking this, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil type of thing. So, but what were you going to say, Ben? Well, that is definitely, I think your energy should go there, but I'm, I'm big on like, um, upgrading people's, you know, let's say there's, there's five stages, um, of where a person's at. Um, and I know I've talked about this before. I'm a big tribal leadership believer. I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. have read that. So, you know, yeah, it's good probably, point. You know, Corey, what you're talking about is these people that have this stage two mentality of like, my life sucks. And so they don't, they're just going to kind of do the bare minimum. They're just going to get by they're showing up like they're doing enough to not necessarily get fired, but they're not really bought into the culture. They think the team building stuff is gimmicky and whatever. And they roll their eyes when you talk about values and it's like, so if someone's there, you got to upgrade them to a stage three where they have the mentality that like, I'm great, I'm great. And everybody else sucks. And I'm just going to outwork everybody and outwork everybody. And it's like, you got to go through that. And then, you know, those people where they're just dog eat dog and I'm out to kill. Um, and we've probably all four been in that stage where it's like, right. okay, everybody else around me sucks. I'm going to just work harder than everybody learn more and just excel because I'm great, you know, and I get no support here, whatever. But it's like once you can get people like that, like you gotta you gotta upgrade them from that the the apathetic. To yeah, the, that's the still better worker. than my life yes. sucks. Absolutely. Even though that's not 
ideal and the end goal. It's still better than my life sucks. So I'm just going to drag around everywhere. Right. Yeah. So you it's like really upgrading like the language that people use. Um, and then once you can get them where they're like, okay, like they've, they've worked and they've kind of accomplished what they can accomplish at the I'm great stage, like basically the lone wolf, then you start to like, then you can have these epiphanies where you're like, you know, you can really accomplish a lot more, um, by working together with people and you can realize like, then people start to realize even in, even in like a sales type of industry, um, or like, obviously with coaching for me, you know, building a team is that's what we do. Um, but we still have those type of people and you're like, so once you can start to like, kind of create these, these like triads, triads basically and, like, yeah, relationships yeah. of three people. Yeah. So if, if I were to introduce, if I, you know, like, Hey, Corey, I got this guy, Nick, uh, he works in sales. I know you're in marketing, but I think you two should meet because, um, you're both really hard workers and whatever. Like, I think you guys could pair up on this project. And then you kind of give somebody like that a project that they can't do by themselves. Like they have to get help. It like forces them into the, okay, I got, I got to work together with somebody and then they respect somebody. And then eventually you get to that. We're great. Like, okay, our team is great. The other teams suck, but our team is great. Mm -hmm. And it's like, those are like the big three to me of the five stages. It's like upgrading people's language, upgrades their behavior. And then, you know, but it's, you can't jump from uh, my life sucks to we're great. Like you got to go through that. I'm going to bust my ass yep. stage um, and I'll work everybody because I, th I think you do have, to, I think you need to go through that at least at some point. And I think those yeah. are the, those are the three stages where most people are, which is why you're saying they're the most important. Right. Like, and how many times have you read that book? Because I'd say you got that one down pretty good. Yeah. He's got that down. Cause uh, you seven or eight. It seven or eight okay so oh it's not baby just he's in flight i'm, I'm actually rereading it. it now too so he just he's been reading it for seven Dude. years straight too. well what i, I love about i read that, it every season every before every season it's nice so practical too. that's what's yeah. so good about that book it is so practical yeah. every tribal, time i read it i pick something up every called, time it's called tribal leadership for those yeah. of you that or in a leadership position and want some practical assistance. It's by, uh, that's Dave Logan. And there's a lot more to go to it. Like, and I'm probably gonna, you know, regurgitate a lot of that, that book tonight as we go through different things. But like when you were talking about that, You've you said know, it at least three times. It's yours. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You're right. I wrote, I actually wrote the book. So, uh, <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, and you can think you guys have all been on teams where you're like, yep, I know the guys that are apathetic and they're just kind of skating by. I know mm -hmm. the doggy dog killers that they don't care about anybody else but themselves, but they bust their ass and they get results. Mm -hmm. And then you also know the people that are really good at building relationships and connections and working. And like, you almost can get to a point where um, you can work. You don't have to work as hard, but then you also get better results. And that's, that's where things get beautiful. Yeah. I want to, I want to add on to that point. I really yeah. like how you got there. Um, so to build on my other leadership styles, this was a good opportunity because this was a point where I was moving from Target to Amazon. Um, I told myself that I can only I can only get so far. Um, I'm going to a bigger company. I'm going to a bigger building. I'm having a lot more associates that are going to be underneath me. Um, I had at one point I had 200 associates that were underneath me that oh. I was their direct manager. Shit. 
Um, so I had a wait. You were the direct. I had a, not only. Hold the, on, hold on, hold on. You were the direct <laughs> manager of two hundred people. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of reports. Holy shit! I told you, has a good memory. How do you how do you even know two hundred people? <laughs> that's insane. What are they doing? They need more middle management there. Jesus no kidding. Christ! He's like two hundred people. Corey's doing like twelve people's jobs. That's a company taking advantage of their best workers. It's smart that's, of Amazon. That's exactly what they're doing. In a way, because they know this guy can handle so much, and they know in, in all reality, their return on investment with him is. I mean, they're oh. winning huge on a guy like Corey. Yeah, because exactly, because that should be like at least three levels, you yeah. know. Because okay, I don't. Corey. <laughs> I mean, I've had like was worth stopping on it. For yeah, him. well, I've had yeah. like forty-five to like fifty people at once at the most, and that's a lot of people. Dude, that's oh, yeah. yeah, that is a ton of people. And I was like, I feel like a good number is more like twelve. That's 12, a good like twelve to top. fifteen. Yeah, you don't you don't really want to go much more than that before you Dude, split I break, it off. Yeah, that's our whole, our whole basketball team has fifty people in it roughly, and they don't all directly report to me. Right, you have other coaches. The freshmen go coaches. to the freshman coach. Right. Yeah, I break. I I mean, I intentionally broke it up, but I don't know if like Corey, you had any sort of leverage to be able to do something like that. I mean, I don't yeah. know how that. Yeah, yeah, we we I had I had uh, PAs which were process assistants. Um, they were essentially uh, first uh, first first level manager. I was a level two manager. Um, okay. But then at the end of the day, they came to me. Yeah, they I weren't the, going I to was those the head guys. Man. <laughs> so, um, but I knew that I couldn't be. I couldn't lead through actions. I couldn't lead through just accountability. Um, I had to do something else. So that's when I developed and started working on kind of what Ben was saying to get them out of that level two mentality. It was lead by guidance and lead through teaching. Um, the guidance part, you have your rock stars, you have your people that perform the best. You want to show them guidance. If they're willing to learn, I was willing to teach them whatever they wanted to learn. I was willing to give them as much accountability, as much process into the situation. Like, as much as they wanted to do, I was willing to give that to them. I was willing to trust them with it. I was willing to show them how to be successful in that position, um, which, in fact, made them bought in even more. Um, it made them excited mm -hmm. every day to come to work. It made them excited to improve. Um, they loved it. Uh, since I was in that position, uh, I so many associates got promoted to managers. I've had like 25 or something like that from level one Jeez, to go to manager positions. Awesome. Um, it was awesome. And not only was it fulfilling for them to move on and to build a better career for themselves, I loved it. Like that's what, oh, yeah. that's what made me excited to go into work yeah. every day. It's like, I can help these people out. I can help them through guidance. I can help them become better, you know, and that's anytime anybody got success. Yeah. It was harder on me because I lost one of my best persons, but right. you know what? That was like the one of the happiest day ever when they got promoted and got to move on right. for them for to sure, be dude. like, thank you. You know, that was like, that's all I wanted. Like that was the best thing ever. Yeah. That's better than any paycheck you can get. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. I'm totally with you, man. Like that's I've, and I, I can relate completely. I've had nine trainers leave and open their own gym. And it's like, damn. Cause you know, when they're leaving to be a manager, when they're leveling up to be a manager, or they're leaving to open their own gym. Those are your best people, you know, exactly. they're, they're definitely near the top of your best people. Mm -hmm. And then you lose them but it's also like that's awesome that they were able to to do that 
you know, mm -hmm. so feels good. No, that's cool. So how did you go about like teaching them, training them? Did you like partner them up with other experts within like their field or was it more like, Hey, let's, uh, let's tackle this problem. Let's learn. Let's learn about this. How'd you get, how'd you do that? I was a little bit of a mix in between the both. Um, that's the one thing about like, um, the company that I was with there, there was people across the country, um, coming into the buildings, um, helping starting up, showing their process. You know, I, I learned as much as I could from them. I talked with people each and every day, um, that had been in multiple positions, have been through all different facilities. Um, I learned and gained as much knowledge from them, but then also the people that were there, the frontline workers, I talked to them and asked them questions. I, I wanted to, I say, what, what do you think works the best? What do you think is Smart. better than this? What do you, what yeah. do you see? You're down in it every day, you know, let me know what you do. Um, and then I took little bits and pieces of that and then trained it to someone else and be like, Hey, did you know this? And then they were like, Oh no, I did not know that. And you know, and then you just keep on giving them each and every day. They wanted to learn more. They wanted to do this. They wanted to do that. Um, if they were willing to try a different process, like I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I'll get you signed up for training tomorrow. Um, but then also, you know, I had them meet with other people to learn that process with them, work with them every day, train under them for a couple of days. If they liked it, they kept on going doing it. If they didn't like it, we'll try something else. Um, but that was oh, really like the huge. guidance that I showed. Yeah, that's huge that you would talk to the frontline people. I think that's, I mean, that because right that's, who, that's who knows. So that's who knows the solutions too. Mm -hmm. They have exactly. the idea because they're in it, but they don't have, they don't, I think a lot of times people in those roles don't feel like they're heard. And then when they are heard, and then they also see that change is being made, it's like they, that upgrades they get bought in. They start just, to buy in more. Just even it builds the culture. Oh, I yeah. Mean, just letting, just letting them have a voice, whether you actually do anything on it or not, I mean, gets people to buy in especially right. on the front line, you know, but then I mean? when they really see the change or then when they can teach right. a, their process to somebody else, I think that that just, that just glues everything together and hundred percent just makes everybody better for sure. Well, That's awesome. Going to the front line. And like you said, them having the answers that just like uh, Adam Smith talks about in wealth of nations, I was like, most of these little inventions that like progressed industry were it was the guy who was like, okay, I do the same thing all day long mm -hmm. and invents some little knickknack that does his job that he used to do it for 12 hours a day. And now he literally doesn't do anything because he invented something that does it for him and then doesn't have to do his job until they're like, wait, what is this? And then they're like, put that everywhere, you know, and give this guy a new job. So that's right. like how a lot of these inventions that progress industry along happened is the frontline people are just like, well, this sucks. How can I fix it? <laughs> and then since the most people, the most quantity of people are doing those frontline jobs, then you make massive advances because you're improving all of those people's efficiency. Not for sure. That's good. But I think yep. a lot of people don't do that. Like a lot of managers or leaders, they oh, don't no, want to do that. They just want to tell. They just want to, yeah. they just want to tell, tell, tell instead yeah. of like they asking are the... questions. They know it all, quote unquote, yeah. you know what I mean? And then they're just there to tell everybody else what to do, not realizing that maybe somebody else has a better idea. You know what I mean? So, but that's totally where you're, that. that's where you're in that zone of like trying to do everything yourself. It's like, if everybody would just listen to me, this place would yep. run, this place would run well. It's like, well, right. that's not how life works. Like 
<laughs> but then there's the same type of people that they're they'll be told what to do and they won't do it. Right. You know. So and then mm-hmm. they don't know why people don't listen to them. You know. It's, <laughs> that's a great point, point right there, though, Ben. Like great leaders can be led. They are very good yes. at being mm-hmm. at being followers. Absolutely. But it's yeah, for sure. It's a hard skill because it takes some humility. Yeah. No, you just have to be open to being humble enough to be like, I don't know everything. That's the big thing there. A lot of people are not vulnerable enough to admit that they don't know everything. And a lot of people look at that as a weakness when really that's a strength. Right. Oh, yeah. And and, and people always respect you when you say, I don't know. Let me find out. People, they do not get mad at that. People do not get up. And pe- the people who do are just, you don't need to worry about them anyway. A <laughs> rational human being, if you're like, I don't know, and genuinely honest and straightforward like that never turns into an issue people always respect that especially in sales i'll tell you that right now from my experience Hmm. keep going on your resume Corey. what's next i like what you got going on here well and then so through the guidance part you know you that's your your top tier associates those are people that are wanting to do more wanting to do everything they possibly can um where the teaching aspect comes in is that that's, that's your other people. Um, the mind to mentality that Ben was speaking on. Um, how do you build them up? How do you get them included? How do you want them to do more? Um, Mm -hmm. I, the best thing that I learned is to be as much knowledge as possible, feed it to them, um, explain each and everything to the minute detail. Um, Mm -hmm. the more information they have, the better they're going to perform. Um, no matter what, uh, that's great. I would, I would sit down and explain anything and everything, um, let them know, work with them. Um, and then just keep on anytime we would make a change. So those would be the first person to be upset with the change. Oh, I've, I've done it this way. It's always been this way. I don't know what you mm-hmm. want to do. Change, blah, 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 blah. And that's when I stop and sit down and explain the reasons why we're doing this, the reasons what we're striving towards you know, and how it's going to be. And then once they were like, Oh, you know what? Okay. And then they'll, they'll buy in that helps them buy in a little bit more each and every day. Um, the more you can get them to buy in, the, the better they're going to perform. Give them yeah. the why. If people the understand why. the why people will do it. People do not like to just be told blindly, just do something they want to, un- if they can understand why you'll get them about it. A hundred percent. That's the same thing on you creating your own life too like you really just need to know why you want whatever it is that you want mm, and then you will that. figure out what to yeah. do right just in a little aside there the why is extremely just important. a tiny aside is your life just you know? your whole life everything just, that you got uh, going on just uh, a sidebar everything you want that's a really good point figure out why you want it i like that a lot so <clears throat> well it's funny you guys say that it's funny but i mean everybody's going through like is not everybody's life is exactly perfect, right? And you're like, well, have I really thought what I really want here? Yeah. You know, or I got what I wanted and now I need to, what do I want next? You know, yeah. that sort of thing. Why, why do I want something yeah. next? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Dude, for real. Well, that's a, that's a balance too of being content and enjoying the now, but also striving for more. I think that's a... Uh, that's a tricky line to walk oh, there. The ultimate balance, in my opinion, like, I mean, 
that's what it, that's what it's all about right there walking yeah. that line back and forth <clears throat> and i don't know if anybody i don't it's like every, every, that's different for everybody so that's a challenging one how do you guys go about that we'll take we'll go on a little sidebar here <laughs> how do you guys uh handle that aspect of life All right, I'll start. Yeah, I gotta, so, I, was gonna say, I gotta think about that. I gotta put some thought. Well, this is something that I need to. I honestly, I need to get back to. I've fallen out of the habit. You know how you go go through good habits and then they fall. Mm-hmm. So doing my daily journal, which I made and I sent to to well to Matt and Nick, uh, with having gratitude on there. Mm-hmm. So you have your you have your gratitude of you know, three things that I'm grateful for today um, could be as simple as I woke up and my heart's beating, you know? Um, so I think writing those down three things a day and then also, <clears throat> also having writing, like writing down or looking at however you want to do it, uh, your goals or the things that you're working towards. And so that like, it's like, okay, I'm grounded in my gratitude but I also know that I'm, I'm striving for more and here's what I'm, here's what I'm attacking right now. So that's how, that's how I like to do it. I love so it, you're, man. So, you're doing it through gratitude, essentially. Yeah, I do it through gratitude. And honestly, after I just said that, I, I got to get back into that habit of doing it every is, single day. Is that a first thing in the morning thing or is that a, is there a time a ritual? How do you do it? When I, so when I, well, what I like to do is I just do it at some point in the day mm-hmm. and I like to do it in the morning, but as long as gratitude, as long as three things are written down, then I'm good. And then like, cause I see the value in either doing it at the beginning. It's like, okay, I'm starting my day off with gratitude, which is cool. Or you do, if you do it every day at the end of the day, now you're thinking back over your day and thinking about the good things that happened. Mm. And so I think either way can be good. Uh, but like today we did, you know, I teach yoga. So that was my focus was today of, as like today, as we go through our yoga session, we're going to be, I want you guys to think about one thing you're grateful for just one. And then Love throughout that. the whole practice, like I was focused in on my heartbeat and I just kept talking about the heartbeat and feeling your heartbeat and feeling the warmth and, and everything like that. He's a so that was, now. that was my focus. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. So that was like my big focus that I tried to portray to the whole class. I just can only imagine like Ben's image to these high school kids. <laughs> like they're just they're my oh my god, dude. This guy. I, no, yeah, we there was nobody like that. Obviously, none of the teachers. No, that we not had even anything close. remotely close to what Ben no. is bringing. I think that what makes me unique in the public education world, not necessarily in the world, but in public <laughs> education. Right. Is that I feel like I'm just very authentic. Mm. Um, no, and no, I don't. No, that's ca- the I'm world. Not... Let me. I'll go ahead <laughs> no, okay, that's but like world, not man. in our circle. In our no, circle, because that's our that's circle. That's, that's our why, circle. That's why that's... our circle is what it is. Too. Exactly. We're not going to let well, somebody not authentic in the circle. Well, that's true. I guess no, you're right. But I think that like I think people resonate with, and maybe this is a leadership thing too. Is People resonate with you when you, they can, people know when you're authentic. Oh, they sure. know, they know whether you're full of shit or whether you're, this is who you really are. And I think oh, that's yeah. why sometimes it takes time 
to lead a team because at the beginning they're like is this dude for real like <laughs> is this what he's really about or mm -hmm. is this like a gimmick that is going to fall off you know do i have to just put up with this for two months and then he's going to get tired of it and then give up that's oh, not but, even other that's not even other people man i mean that you can have that with yourself you know i think there's a lot of times where you know when you're being more your true self and more your authentic self and then there's other times you're like why am I acting like that? Or why am I thinking yeah, like this? Sure. Or why am I talking like that? You know what I mean? So hundred percent though, man, the, everybody's BS meter is through the roof. People <laughs> can just tell I mean, And then that goes back to previous podcasts, as far as energy fields, you know, mm -hmm. you can feel people's energy. It's very real. Well, 100%. so the balance you're talking about, I thought about it. Okay. And I mean, <clears throat> So a few things really like, um, you know, I mean, meditation for me is huge. So like I, I, I work towards my goals every day. I also meditate, you know what I mean? And I will, um, I will play with the girls, you know, um, like I do that every day. Yeah, I was going to say that's your day, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Go to bed. Play with the girls. <laughs> workout somewhere. In read there one workout. chapter workout. of 10 but books. Honestly, and... like enjoying the process is what's key here like mm. making what you're doing to progress you something you enjoy doing mm -hmm. that's then you then it's not really you know quote unquote balance i guess you're it's just all net positive at that point you know what i mean absolutely um, so like working with people that you love that that certainly helps you progress towards your goal and it's enjoyable so balance isn't, you know, isn't even necessarily the right word at that point. Um, but uh, I would also say a big one that I'm, I, I feel like I'm pretty damn good at at this point that I used to be absolutely horrible with, you know, back way back in the day is <clears throat> accepting what is and then making your plan from there. Mm. Do not try to change the past. Don't Although, be like, Joe, man. Joe Dispenza said, I'm, I'm reading Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Turns out you can actually change the past, so don't get ahead of yourself there. <laughs> well, don't just say, oh, man, I wish that that had happened, and it's like this, because that's that's not how – that's going to make you upset. Just be like, okay, that happened. This is the way it is. So based on the way the chips are currently stacked, what's mm -hmm. the best move? And then you just do that. And that's a, what that, that's a sign of maturity though, too. Jim, Jim runs big on that. You know, that, that just comes down to being present is what that really is about. Oh, there's that not, too. not trying to, you know, not trying to change the past or stress about the future. Just accept what is go from there. Yeah. Cause and that's it, also yeah. going to make you the most effective because if you are trying to plan your next steps based on what you wish had happened, that's mm -hmm. not going to be very productive. You right, need to be right. able to be truthful with yourself and be like, okay, this is the way it is right now. So, you know, what can I do next? So I think that's, that may be like the key or the biggest thing for me as to how I balance it and move towards my goals. But I mean, I love chasing the goals, but I don't let it, I, I, I don't really let it stress me out anymore. Um, yeah. You know, because I'm just so happy with my life. And then I'm, I guess the gratitude thing is huge because I'm always like, 
no matter what happens with, you know, any of these businesses or whatever it is that I'm chasing after, it's like, well, Hey, look, there's, there's Brianna right there. There's Audrey, there's Lucy. Life's amazing. I love that. And eventually you'll, I mean, we already look back on some of our past businesses and like, just even the ones that failed, it's still the thrill of doing it. I mean, the excitement <laughs> that was, you see True. what I'm saying? You don't have to necessarily end up a multi multi millionaire billionaire to enjoy just i love how you put that though matt because i think i've i've been a victim of that far too often and a lot of times at work it's like i'm trying to just get to the top of this mountain where i gotta just enjoy the climb up the mountain you know what i mean i mean yeah, that's really life and just in like general, you too. just like you say about the physique you're never gonna get quote unquote there no right there's no there like no there is right now it's what you're looking at today you know what i mean yeah. and then you're going to try to make the progress and that's the same in literally every area and it i don't is, care sorry it, go ahead as cliche as it sounds yeah it's about the climb it's the journey like like they say that's actually the truth though it is the truth because i mean you can talk you can get phil heath on here and he'll tell you whatever year he was his peak and multi multi mr olympia i guarantee you any picture you show him he'd be like i could have a little bigger here. I could have been a little tighter there. This could have been mm -hmm. a little more this way. I right. wish it would have had a little bit more, you know, more vascularity, blah, 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 blah. Like you're never going to just be there and it's set in stone. Like and that's life. I mean, it's right. always changing no in all directions. Elon Musk right now is doing more to change the world and make more money than he ever has. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And I'm pretty sure as things currently stand, he's the richest in the world. Right. Is he? Nice. Sam or Bezos, there. but either way, that's my point. And Bezos is doing the same, so it's like yeah, they're like competing. Yeah, and so, Richard Branson. Yeah, they're right making they're making rockets and creating their own right. space programs and stuff. And it's like that you know most people would obviously say, well, they made it, but they're like, I didn't make it anywhere. This no, is the journey. The this is what it. I'm doing. Well, that's why they're so good. I heard somebody talk about like Richard Branson, and they were like. You know, how do you define, how do you define like who is successful or like what is, what success looks like? And like, you can't just say, well, Richard Branson is successful. Like, what if he set out to live a very like low key life hmm. where nobody, you know, nobody really knew him and like, he didn't really want to be around people. He didn't want to the news around. Like if, if that was his goal, he's horribly unsuccessful. You know what I mean? Right. And so just like kind of thinking about what is success for you. Um, but I had a question for mm -hmm. you guys. So like, what if you're around, let's say you work with somebody that you like, you, you definitely are going to work with, like you're not in a position to fire them. Okay. And they're struggling and they like, you want happiness for them and you want them to feel good and grow. Um, but you feel like you're fighting them on it. Like what, what suggestions do you guys have? For oh, somebody? I think I take Hold this, on. Matt. Well, I was just going to say, did you want to let these two answer the question? The first oh, question? Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, that's a great question. But did you guys want to answer the balance question first? Or? Yeah. Uh, I guess I, I guess I don't really fully understand the question. What What ben, is my... Ben's balance question? How do I balance... Okay, so how do Basically, you balance accepting yeah. the now and enjoying the now? Like with where you're at? Um, and then also striving for your goals and like pushing yourself to the limit. So that you're well, not just sitting on I, I, I mean, meditating all day long. 
Well, I was, well, I, I, you'd be surprised, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this, See, it's hard to at balance this, at this point. Once, I, you, once you're good yeah. at meditating and you, you know, you're, know. you enjoy it that much. It is very addicting. I, I was going to say, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I've up to the ante on the meditation. It's, it's before bed and as soon as I wake up now, every, every day, Ooh, an hour yeah, each time. He's cutting nah, off an, an hour, hour off not of an hour each, each time. He's cutting off an hour off each side of that 10 hours of sleep. He always used to get. It's true. He's that like, I'll do eight and two hours of meditation. It's actually, you're right. And I actually have better, <laughs> I feel better that way too. It is, that is actually very accurate. And no, I, the, the meditation before night is that's, I don't stop until I hit it. Okay. So that's different. I mean, the morning one <laughs> until you become nothing, become no one, nowhere. That, until I'm there, I don't. And then at the same time, that's how you create. I mean, you have to become no one. Nowhere, mm -hmm. no space, no time to These be your obvious to create. Facts. So, but then in the morning, it's a little different because obviously <laughs> I'm a little bit more of a time crunch. So it's more just a 10 or 15 minute meditation, literally Start the same day. thing. I've actually kind of switched, you know, how I used to, I, I think on the personal development podcast, I said how I wake up and do podcasts first mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's now, um, you know, this is again, life changes. So now it's, mm -hmm. it's meditations first thing in the morning, 10 to 15 pump it out, get in the zone, put a smile on. And I am like so calm. And for me, that's really important because my job, I'm nationwide. Most of my clients are East Coast. So by the time I walk in, it's usually noon. So these people are fired up and they want to know why they haven't gotten a call back or an email back. So <laughs> I need to be as even keeled as possible, like my first three hours of the day. And it's been working out. It's been working out great. So I guess, you know, as cliche as it may sound on the Piloty podcast, I mean, meditation is how I'm striking. That the was the first thing I said as well. What about you, Murda? <laughs> so the biggest thing for me on balance is um, celebrating every success, whether like it be mm -hmm. you finished like a lot, you finished with your your napkin and you throw it from five feet away from the trash can and it goes in I'll, I'll do a pump you know i'll do a fist pump i'm like yeah I love that, it. That, was awesome. that is true to, i've seen this, i love that actually to literally being like you know what i got my laundry done today i folded mm -hmm. it and i put it away i'm awesome like that that's like right. a little thing like just in my head and i'm like cool sweet awesome that was cool i i successfully did that like yeah two you can bring it all the way up to you know, I signed a new client and I got a new thing going on with work. Like, that's awesome. I'm really excited about that. Two Sundays, me and Kayla finish our meal prep and we're set up for lunches the entire week. We'll, we'll high five and be like, boom, we just did that. Knock it out. <laughs> we're done. Like, Dude, that's great. You really, gotta, you really got to celebrate the tiniest success to the biggest success in life. Like, that's always key to me. Always be happy about it. Like, Dude, really I love that. Because then you are happy yeah. in the That's moment great. because you're celebrating, but you're also like driving yourself to do more because you're obviously like, well, that was awesome. Let's do something else. That's exactly it's like you're you're celebrating those successes, but then you're also striving to be better, striving for more. So the more you do, the more you get to celebrate. Like that's my biggest it, balance is like. Anytime I do something that like I was proud of or I liked or that was that made me laugh or anything like that, like I remember that in my head and I I put that in my head and like boom, I felt good doing that. That was fun. Let's keep Genius. on doing stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? 
It's true. So, and I mean, you do that. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because that's how you've always been. Just enjoy that. You know what that is? That's enjoying life. Right. Exactly. That's what that is. Okay. That's not just being a miserable grump. Oh, I've got to be alive. Like, that's just happy <laughs> to be alive. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is why we get along. This sure. is why we get along. <laughs> it's true, though. And I mean, Corey will get just as excited for making the hitting the paper towel into the trash can as he does like hitting the commission check or getting an A plus on a test. You know what I mean? So Corey is a hype man. Yeah, you both yeah. are hype men. There's no doubt. We like to have a good time. <laughs> Being right, angry has so, never been our thing. No, no. So, no. Always good vibes on Texas Street. Wasn't that where you guys lived? Yeah, Jackson Street, Jackson. 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 But it was right off Texas. The murders were on Texas. We were. (laughs) You guys were safe over there. Yeah, safe. Now I I coach the guys on Texas. Oh, do you? (laughs) Probably. No, you probably do, dude. No, actually, I do. Yeah, I thinking of where that area is. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's yeah, right there. Yeah, right where your car. I lived on Ash. There were shootings on Ash too. So Como Street, Jackson, dude. Como, yeah, a lot, lot of mix. Like it is, like that's Missouri. Rich dude. poor on top of each other. That's true. Yeah, but Columbia is more so than St. Louis. Like St. Louis, I think so. Too. You can go into St. Peter's and you know, like I'm good. Like mm-hmm. or Chesterfield. Right. You like you know, I'm I'm not. I can go into the store. I don't need to lock my car. It's all good. Like it's not a big deal. In Columbia, it's like street to street totally yeah. changes like you have no idea you know it's cr- like that's what's weird about columbia there's nowhere that you're like yep this is totally safe totally affluent and this is like total ghetto it's like every street you don't know yeah you just don't know they really like to yeah. shoot their guns in missouri that's for sure oh yeah yeah i i it's like one of those things where like out here i haven't heard a gunshot St. Louis, I, I mean, I, I mean, I remember like, <laughs> you know, like, like just during, over <laughs> COVID, like I was back home and just hearing gunshots and stuff like, you know, no big <laughs> deal. <laughs> uh, and Brandon and Frazier, when I was at their place for New Year's, they were actually making fun of me because I was, quote unquote, couldn't they couldn't believe I was scared. I'm like, I hear gunshots <laughs> and you can't believe I'm scared. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> right. Yeah, literally. I, I'm like, okay, guys, this is different. <laughs> this is different. This is different. We are not in St. Peter's. We're in St. Louis and I hear right. gunshots and I don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't at all. St. Louis is crazy too. All um, right. So what about the question that, that I was asking? So I can I, t- I just let me hop in here because this hop actually in. happened. Just in. A quick on. recap on the question and then say it, Nick. Give us your answer. Ben, give you Ben's the question asker. Oh. Do your recap, Ben. <laughs> so let's say you work with somebody that you're not able to fire. You're not able to get rid of them, mm. um, and and maybe they're they're unhappy. Um, they maybe they work hard, but they just have this like undertone of unhappiness and kind of grumpiness. Um, is there, a, you know, but you, you want them to succeed. It's not somebody you want to like just sever ties. Okay. Let's just mm-hmm. say that. Um, Cause I know obviously like separating yourself from somebody like that is probably the easiest thing to do. At least for me, it is, but let's say it's somebody yeah. that you care about and you want them, you kind of trying to, you're trying to like bring them along. Uh, how would you go about that situation? 
So, and I've, I've been in this situation two years ago when I got promoted to a manager job. Um, I went straight to, cause I've got a great relationship with pretty much everybody at veterans first. I always have, I just always maintained good relationships with everybody. So I don't really have the whole, like, I don't like coworker, this coworker, that coworker sort of thing going on. Um, but there's this guy, I mean, and his wife worked there. Um, they both worked there at the company. She was really good. Like she was great. Like she's one of the best loan officers in the company. Um, and I could just tell like he was not, he wasn't succeeding. I don't think it helped that his wife was killing it, honestly. <laughs> and I just knew it wasn't for him. So, I mean, I just came to the dude and I just said, just, I think the, the key to this, Ben, is just being open and being honest. And like you said earlier, being authentic, because I just came to him and just said point blank. And again, same situation. Couldn't really fire him. Couldn't put him a performance plan. And I'm just like, Hey man, what do you think? Like, do you want to be here? You know, like, is this right for you? I mean, do you see yourself being here in five years and actually enjoying it? And then I think when you just level with people and you're like, hey, look, this isn't for everybody. This is not a you thing. You know, this isn't like you're a problem, but this sort of job or whatever it is, or being on a basketball team or working at this marketing company or even being a client of mine, this isn't for everybody. And that's okay. And this isn't for you, maybe. But you got to ask yourself that question. And you don't really tell them like you can't like be the one like you got to go or you need to fix this or you need to do that. It's just being very like real with people when you know they don't want to be there. And sometimes somebody needs that to like help them open their own eyes. You know what I mean? A lot of times people are just like trying to grind through. They're trying to make it through until somebody comes to them. And is like very open and like, look, you don't look happy. What Have you thought about if you're happy here or not? And then just kind of let them go from there. And sure enough, I mean, we had like two or three meetings like that, like hour long plus conversations, just like that. He moved on. He ended up actually being a pastor and he's like reached out to me several times since telling me it was the best thing that ever happened to him. And he was so thankful that I basically opened his eyes to like, dude, you're not, this isn't for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the openness, the honesty and just leveling with somebody and being on their same page when you're the manager or the coach or the boss. Right. I would say, nice. I mean, I agree, be, be open and honest, but you don't, you know, you don't have to be like, are you happy here? You can just be like, you know, are you happy? Mm. Just go from there. Just make them realize maybe they're not so happy. And then, cause like, I just made a post about this like yesterday or the day before, just about like noticing your feelings. You know what I mean? Knowing what you're thinking, noticing what you're thinking and feeling. That's a great thing that meditation can do for you, but if you don't even realize that you're miserable or just unhappy or whatever it is, anxious or whatever, then you can't do anything about it. So, I mean, you know, it depends how close of a relationship you have with the person, but, you know, just coming to them and being like, look, like, you know, what are you feeling? Are you, are you happy? Period. You know, and then make them think about it and then you can work from there. Cause I mean, leadership's about building people. It's about making people you know better essentially helping them become a better version of themselves so i just was gonna say i didn't know if ben was trying to get this person to you know quit themselves or he's just trying to get them to you know level up so i would say no, I i'm agree. definitely definitely coming from the place my question is coming from a place of like wanting the person to to level up yeah, and right. be happier so I do agree with better. That's, I do agree that's with, what I'm coming from. I agree with because I'm good at getting rid of people. 
Right. I don't. That's kind of why I wanted to get that in there because I was like, I don't think Ben's trying to get rid of this person. He knows how to get rid of people. He's done that plenty. Yes. So yeah, I agree though. Get just level with them, like Nick said, and just be like, look, are you happy? And when they really think about it, be like, well, you know, what is it? You know what? I mean, we know what it is. It's always. It's I mean, all the I'm, same stuff, focusing that, on what, what you don't have, focusing on, you know, stuff from the past or stuff you can't control. I mean, these are all the things that make you unhappy. Um, so that, that's interesting that I, am I bad? I kind of took the question the wrong way. And now I'm thinking of somebody else who's in the same position that I, you know, thought they should have stuck around. And I mean, basically those conversations, like Matt's saying, they had nothing to do with work. I've had plenty right. of conversations about, helping people with their relationships. I've had plenty of conversations with, and this is me in manager roles, like with their personal relationships, with their wife, with their husband, or with their health, or with their sleep habits, or their eating habits. Now, you wouldn't think a manager at bank is going to be sitting down and have a one-on-one about what are you eating, or when are you sleeping, or are you reading anything? Do you drink water? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm the kind of guy who will have those conversations. And I know that those are taboo. And I bet if people knew how, like other people on the outside would be like, you, you can't, you shouldn't be having those conversations with your employees I've or probably with a coworker. Had conversations with 30 of my trainers about how much are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. Cause I'm always like, what generally, you know, when people are all upset. Oh yeah. About whatever they are not sleeping enough. Totally. Period. They're not getting enough quality sleep. That's mm-hmm. generally where it all starts. And if, you know, at least sleep, drink water, and try to eat some good food, get some exercise. And that's honestly going to solve about 98% of your unhappiness problems. It's what true. do you think, Corey? So I'm going to take it in a little different direction. Um, with peers that I was with um, that or just, you know, not performing, uh, not happy or anything like that, I would go up to and talk to them and ask them questions uh, about their job, specific job, how they did this, how they approached this situation, um, how did they set up their team for the day? Um, and they would tell me and they would talk about it and it gave them a little bit more confidence in what they were doing because mm-hmm. um, they were able to explain their process and I was reaching out to them asking for their input. Um, I could see a spark every time I would talk to them and ask them questions and kind of like develop a little bit of a back and forth of like what they're doing, what they're doing, what we're doing to strive together as a team. Um, and then that just gave them more confidence and they would buy in essentially. That's um, good stuff. You know, they, they can get to a part where they're day to day in their routine um, and get bogged down and stopped and just get, you know, set in their ways. Well, then that's when, you know, I would I would talk to them and have conversations with them and just ask them, you know, what they're doing. What did you think? Or I would come up to them with a problem that had nothing to pertain to their department. But I would ask them, like, hey, I see how you handled this situation. What do you think about this situation on my end? And then they would be like, what? You're asking me? Like, awesome. <laughs> like, here, here's my input, you know, and then it shows that that's really good. They too. know what they're doing. They're, right. they, they have the knowledge. Um, it gives them more confidence in what they're doing. If you have more confidence in what you're doing, you're going to play better. You're going to work better. You're going to, you right. know, compete, you know, yeah. work harder. And then after that point, 
once you're a little bit bought in, once you're a little bit more confident, you're going to want to do a little bit more. You're going to want to go a little extra mile, you know? Um, right. So that was my biggest thing. Even with like managers above me, um, when my position at my jobs, I've had multiple managers. I've had 10, 15 managers directly um, go with me. And each one of them was different, different personalities, different types. But the, and in the day, they all loved me. Um, it's because I, I always interact with them. I turned, I wanted to learn from them. I'm like, you're in this position for a reason. I want to learn from you, you know, and I would ask them questions all the time. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? And then at that point, they knew that I trusted them. And so then they were willing to perform better because they had more confidence in what they were doing. Shows you're bought in. I was going to tell you earlier, keep asking your VP questions and you will continue to rise this company. Many, and you're a leader. You've been in a leadership role. You never get annoyed when people are asking you genuine questions when they're just trying oh, to get better at their job. Absolutely. Right. Not. You never get, you only get annoyed if people are asking questions and using you as an easy button and they're not right. retaining the information. Right. right. That's the only time you get annoyed. If you're genuinely just trying to learn and grow, no boss should ever get upset with that. That is somebody you want to keep around. So hundred percent. And I like that. Corey's just smarter than me. Just <laughs> no, Nick, no, you get them good at their job, you see, and then they're happy because they're and good. And then they're stuff, good. And then they make money. And then you make more money. So try that you don't, they don't have to get rid of Magical. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. I like that. Ask them to run through their process. And then, yeah, ask them about how you're, how they would run through your process, too. That's good. Those I'm are gonna, all. Yeah, I'm like going to use that. About 100%. Several times. I mean, they have to be to be able to explain to Corey, they've got to articulate it. So then they need to understand it fully. Yeah. So they might have plugged some holes just simply by Corey giving mm-hmm. them the mic and say, hey, please tell me what you're doing. And all of a sudden they have to really think it through. Yeah. So I'm they might already yeah. know their process that well before Corey even asked them that. So he's plugging holes just with these open-ended questions. I love Genius. the I love the process idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to all of my coaches and be like, okay especially the head, the other two head coaches, you know, the JV and the freshman say, all right, so what's going to be your process of how you're going to install the offense and just let them go. And just mm-hmm. like, I think that's, that's going to be perfect because that's coming, I mean, not necessarily, I didn't ask about them necessarily, but it's like, that made me think, well, that's going to be a great way to strengthen their ability, their confidence. And then if they're unsure about certain things or how to, you know, how to drill it, how to break it down. It's like, okay, well, I can step in and here's some ideas that have worked for me in my career. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. And then they know, exactly. and then especially if you're their, I don't know, leader, like once mm-hmm. you, once you're the actual leader, like the title doesn't really matter, right? The title's yeah. a very low level of leadership. Mm-hmm. Like when you've established <clears throat> yourself as a leader, it's like they're willing to, to listen if they don't know. You know, I've never had an issue with that, but I think opening it up to be like, Hey, what do you, what's your plan here? How are you going to do that? I love that, man. I'm doing that two at, more row. <laughs> at, at that point, at that point, it's a conversation and it's yeah. not you talking to them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's great stuff. Yeah. And they may not know. And then that's okay too. Cause now you can talk through, okay, well we need a process. If so if they don't know, then they're frustrated. And that's the reason why they're not performing well. Exactly. You know what, Ben, this podcast is a perfect example of the balance and enjoying the process because let's be real, this podcast, it's art. 
Art's just something right. you do j- just to do it, right? You do it because it's, you do it for the act of doing it. That's why mm-hmm. we do this podcast. But at the same time, how many problems in our lives have we solved <laughs> doing this podcast? And how much have we Countless. advanced ourselves and the people around us from doing this podcast? Like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying advancing the people around us because they're hearing us. I'm just saying like, we're advancing and advancing the people like in direct connection with us. And we are advancing because of these discussions that we're having. You yeah. know what I mean? It's crazy. So there's a perf- another perfect example of your, you know, of enjoying the process, I guess. Right. I was just thinking about that today. I was like, this podcast is just art for us. Like we just it do is. it because we love it. And that's yes. it. A hundred percent. No. And it's been awesome. And I love, uh, having on like obviously me and Corey have been friends for a hundred years <laughs> but it's like now we get to see a whole nother side we get to see like okay the deep dive into this sort of thing yeah for um, sure with everybody we've had on it's been really cool like I was like even like you know with Justin like um we got to talk about things there and I'm like I've literally known Justin my entire life and I, I learned a bunch of new stuff that night. Like, I don't know. It's really cool. Like, I don't know. It's just been, it's just I also, awesome. another thing I love about <laughs> doing this is this is like the only time, you know, anymore where we just get together. We have a conversation. Nobody's on their phones and we're just, this is it. We're just talking for a couple hours. You know what I mean? And we can get super deep on whatever we want and there's no interruptions and nobody's distracted and, you know, it's awesome. It's it's a ton of fun. Obviously, that's why we do it. Till your daughter just comes into the room and, well, you know, I <laughs> she made that shit up, man. <laughs> of course she did. Oh what my did she eye! Say? She said my <laughs> eye, Dad. Oh, like, yeah. that's funny. What's wrong with your eye? And she's like, Ah, uh, take me to bed. <laughs> <laughs> she had that smile too. Like she was just, she was up to something there. She know? knew. She knew what she was doing. But even that, like, you're not on your phone. You right now. And that was, so. uh, it's, that's good. So, Corey, what else we got here? You got any other leadership notes? Yeah, continue down. down. This that, has that was been just a great, small, small tangent, about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we wanted so to cover kind of, balance anyway. So that was, that was good. Useful. I was like, so True. to kind of button up my leadership and where I'm at currently in my life and my job and everything um is big picture leadership um it's all the leadership qualities that i've gained throughout my experiences in life combining them all together and adding growth into the situation um looking at it at the big picture um seeing what how we can expand and give more on it um especially now i'm in a position with my job like i'm able to affect changes affect growth affect any possibilities with what's going to happen. Um, and that's one thing I struggled with when I was at my other positions and where I was at my life, you know, I was doing everything I can, but I was blinders on. I was like, mm-hmm. just looking at me, my section, my team, you know, I need to take a step back and be like, what are we going towards? What are we doing to improve? Like, where are we going from here? Right. Um, and that's like my new really like step. And actually this is like goals and everything that I have set is like to really, focus on the big picture 
Um, and that's huge for leadership. Like if mm -hmm. you're thinking ahead, you'll have everyone else bought in and where you want to go and people, other people thinking ahead and you can, you know, combine together to make things possible and make things happen, create change, you know? Yeah. And now, now you've got a lot of tools in your tool bag. So oh, when, yeah. when things do come up, it's not like you have to relearn a whole new process. It's like, okay, we've been through here. I've been through this, or I know someone who's been through this so we can figure this out. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on what you just said though. That was really good. Uh, I, I really believe like knowing where, where you want the team to go. Like we know, we know we've talked us, we've all talked about it personally. Right. But with the team, it's like, uh, I love the quote of like, we're, we need to know the destination. And then as the leader, we are, we are the captain of a cruise ship, not a jet ski. And mm -hmm. it's like, you, you blaze the path, you know, where you need to go. The jet ski goes here to here to dodge this wave to do that to do, 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 do you know it's like the cruise ship just goes steady, and so um, that's one way. That's a big thing I've always you know thought about. It's like little fires are going to come up, um, and you you put them out, or you teach other people how to put them out. Right, like you talked about earlier, like teaching or creating a triad. Like okay, Matt has a problem with Nick. Well, instead of me talking to Matt, then me talking to Nick, and then okay, I'll make my decision, and this is what we're gonna do. It's like nah, you two. Do what's best for the team. Go figure it out. Go, you know, and like little things like that. So, no, I love that, man. No one where you want to go. Analogy of life, right there. <laughs> you know, it really is though. Just be the cruise ship. I think that's something I'm working on for sure. And I love what you just said, Ben. I mean, that's that's perfectly said. These little fires are going to come up. That's part of life. Keep right. the cruise ship going, though. You're not just going to stop the ship for something for something small. So, yep. Perspective. So, what are you guys doing, um, Corey? I don't know if you've had, been able to do this with like creating, or maybe maybe creating is not the right word, but recognizing like the the values, the core values of of your company. Or do you deal with you know you're dealing with CEOs? Um, if you talk to them about, Hey, how do we want to portray your values in the marketing scheme or, um, anything around values, I guess is, is kind of what I'm getting at. What kind of experience do you have with that? Or, or maybe you don't, I don't know. I don't know if in your role, maybe, maybe you haven't because, because of where you're at. Yeah. Um, it's really setting the tones setting where you want to go as a company together like the core values you know each company says they have their core values and ethics and all this stuff you know but it's really who is abiding by them and who is marching towards those hmm. um and that's the really big thing uh being at a smaller company right now is like i get to actually see it from hmm. each and every division in the company and it really is like the biggest value is working together as a team um staying humble but then also like the accountability like everyone here serves a purpose everyone here is put in that position for a reason we have really high quality people like we're going to learn together we're going to grow together but we're going to sweat together you know and that's like the biggest value is like is the teamwork but then also striving for greatness you know well that's why you fit in so well at that company <laughs> that's all <laughs> your real. things yeah you know, it's not like you're trying to change who you are to fit in. 
And I think that's why you love it there. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I know, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. So, but have you guys had any more thoughts like Matt with leading your, your gym or, or Nick, you know, with leadership wise finding or creating those values that everybody can kind of get behind? Yeah. I mean, I've never done a like, I love the way you've suggested it where it's like kind of an open discussion and how you create them based on like, yeah. I think what you had said was like, pick a, pick an important memory or something of the, from the past. And then I can recap that, that if you'd like. Yeah. yeah. The peaks and valleys. Uh, so yeah. what you do is you, you take, you take a sheet of paper, right. And it's a horizontal line and you have, your peaks at the top of the paper are going to be the best things that have happened in your life. Um, you know, have it, you know, becoming a father, getting married, whatever, like those, oh, those yeah. big, the you top, 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 those are the best that have happened no in your life. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's it. <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah. what else is Nick and Corey not done? Let's, let's get it out there. <laughs> You know, being Anyways. Uh, the battle uh, high school basketball coach, yeah. you know, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. Boys, but <laughs> every everybody can relate to that. Having a kid is the best thing that can possibly happen to you. Well, you guys can't, but you understand it on an intellectual no, that's, level. How can we? No, those are that's a hypocritical statement. How can we understand it intellectually, not, not emotionally? All right, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, it so you you, cool. you have those <laughs> you have those top things, and then you also have the the bottom things, the, the absolute worst things that have happened in your life. Okay. Um, so like for, ahead, for, let's hear the, let's hear the quick list. You got it. Certain people passing away or um, major surgeries, jail time, you know, <laughs> <laughs> those sort of things. Is that losing your manager position, yeah. you know, the worst losing your job. Seems like things. you have, you have really bad things ready to go a lot quicker. The worst. <laughs> divorced parents so like that's what so okay so like you take those those events okay so you get like maybe five to ten different events and then you boil down like for the good things it's like well what values uh were present that made that the best thing in your life and then for the bad things it's what values were missing so like like with the, the 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 one that is easy to explain is like with our parents getting divorced, which obviously turned out to be a great thing <laughs> for everyone As involved. Everything does. But at yeah, the time, exactly. it was like that to me was a big trust thing. It was like, mm-hmm. like I knew, you know, kind of just shattered like the trust of like what our family is or whatever, and so it broke it apart. And then, so that was lacking, right? Or like that togetherness or however you can kind of like click it down or boil it down to what was that main thing. And so everybody in the group would do that. And actually, this is what I want to do for Palerty Hubble LLC, by the way, whenever we're together. But I'll lead us through that. Which we should be meeting soon. And actually, I'm pretty sure I have some stuff like that written down for our next meeting. So anyways... So <laughs> well, Corey, you know, Corey can hear about this stuff. He's he's about to be our one of our next big investors, investors baby. So, so this is yeah, that's right. So this is like the process you go through, and then everybody kind of picks the maybe the two or three top things for them. And it doesn't necessarily have to come from the top or the bottom. It's just like the most powerful. Like what 
what really makes you feel, you know, what makes you feel something. So for me, like trust is a huge thing and like love, like I've done this exercise a lot of times. So trust and love. And so those are huge, huge factors for me that no matter what I'm doing, like those need to be there. You know what? This is a good thing for anyone to just do by themselves too. So they can actually learn what their values are. Very true. So you do it as a group and then you kind of get a whiteboard and everybody, you know, everybody needs to say what their, their couple things are. And there's obviously like group think definitely happens, but if maybe you could have people write it down and on a blank piece of paper, it doesn't have to be with their name attached to it. They hand it in and then you can kind of see like, Hmm. what does our group believe in? Yeah. Not what does our leader believe in? Yeah. Cause that's a mistake I made. Yes. Was. I've done that too. Yeah. Coming up with my own values. Cause I'm like, this should work. This is how you can create like a great team and a great culture. You know what I mean? And then, but if they don't believe in it, if it's not theirs, they don't, it's hard to, it's hard to get them to buy in, which dude. And that's why I've, I've definitely, I was thinking about this and I was like, I've slacked off in my leadership at self-made as to, per, as to where it was like a year ago, I've just put my time, energy and effort into right. other endeavors and leading and other things that are obviously more important to me. Otherwise I wouldn't be doing that. But like, cause we just had our, we just had a team meeting um, uh, three weeks ago and <laughs> Wyatt brought up for the first time in like at least a year. I don't even know the last time we talked about it. We used to talk about it at every meeting. What are the what are the core values? And we had our three core values. And why it's like, does anyone know the core values? Silence. And he goes, Matt, do you know? And I was like, oh shit. And I remembered two out of three. And it took me a little while. And I was like, see, I don't even remember them anymore right. because I'm just, you know, it's I mean, you know, like I said, it's a indicator of bigger things, but I'm I'm almost at the point where like I am, you know, more interested in synergy with people that mm-hmm. vibe with me already and growing with that versus like yeah. trying to mold large amounts of people. It's just right. not where I'm at. It's not what I want to do. It's not where I want to spend the most time, energy and effort. Like I'm like, I am, I have become this person. I am becoming this person and I am attracting people to me that vibe with that. And it's so much just easier. Um, like, so, and it's so much easier and better to just be able to work with that and create that synergy. Sorry. That so was a little I, bit of an aside, I, I love but, no, why you're good. putting you on the spot. I love why I put you on the spot though. Cause oh, you, know, yeah. you know what that shows me him taking complete ownership of uh, that being his yeah. gym. Yeah. Oh, and that's that meeting. You're, you're that's what that was about on the ranks than him at this point. You're almost what, like, He's at the top. You're listening to Wyatt now. Yeah, that that's movie. that's literally what that meeting was. Like I talked for the first like 15 minutes and then introduced Wyatt basically as the guy running the show. And then I went and took a seat in the back. That's how it yeah. should be. And I and you know what? I respect you for doing that, but I love that Wyatt just took full control and is even yeah. willing to like basically and you know, not in a negative way, but call you out. Like, hey, do you oh, yeah. know what our core values are? I'm the guy yeah. running the show here. Guy in the yeah. back, you know what I'm not sure about if he this knew place? either. <laughs> <laughs> so to me and Wyatt came up with those. I also, so, really so Wyatt's. I right. also don't think that it's necessarily the, I don't think you have to have them, especially not right off the bat. 
Um, so another, yeah. another big piece of that is like, so with, like with battle, we have not done that exercise yet because I know I knew coming in that it was going to be more important to build the trust and for the guys and the coaches, um, for us to all just kind of gel naturally without forcing anything on them that is a little bit unorthodox. It's, it's not easy to talk about the worst things that have ever happened to you. Right. It's with somebody you don't even really know. Yeah. Like that's that's not an easy thing to do. And so you got to pick the right moment to do it. Um, and then there's a point where. Like, OK, like we're at the point now with with our culture where we have a really, really good, strong culture and it's only been a year. It's like, OK, we're at the point now where it's it's getting to be about the time. I'm, I'm probably going to do it in the next two months probably before our first game where I'm like, now let's really align here. And now once, once we decide on what our values are as a program, not me, what I think my, the values should be like, once we decide that as a program, because we trust each other and we're going to, we're all going to commit to these two or three values. Now going forward, we can make decisions based on those values. So now if like, let's say trust is one of our, core values well if you do something that's dishonest then you're out or there's major consequence you know what i'm right. saying so that it helps you define and then it helps everybody kind of understand like this is what's important here and not this is it's not this is what's important to coach it's like this is what we're about and so it's just a way to unify and like strengthen those bonds so um, I, i'm a huge believer in it but i think timing is a huge huge factor and making sure that your team is ready for that because if everybody's at a stage two right where they're like this my life sucks i don't even want to be around here you start trying to throw values at people they're like what is this idiot talking about right like just i just want to hoop or i just want to come in do my job collect my check and go drink some beer mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so you got to be on that verge of like Mm. most people are ready to work together or they are like you're right in that area. And it's like, once you, then you can come together and it can be real. So I think timing and knowing that timing uh, is, is a really big deal. It's a great point. I really like that exercise. I actually wrote it down and I'm going to try it out with myself and see what I can come up with my core values. That's I'll uh, remind me and I'll, I'll email you. There's a document I can give to you. Sorry, this it, is all recorded. He's got Yeah, it. but it'll be faster if he texts me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I, I would say the very first thing that came to my mind when you said core value, the number one thing that popped into my mind was honesty. To me, that's the biggest value, in my opinion. That's I think we get list. that from I think we get that from mom. Mom's my, my been thing big, is like, big on that. I can, you know, and it's kind of like what Matt brought up earlier. You know, I think we lost Corey. He's glitching on us. No, that's all right. Um, Keep going. He'll get to hear this. Anyways, he's back. You know, it's kind of like what Matt said <laughs> earlier, though, as far as like you're not going to be able to change the past. So, you know, you got to take where you're at and move forward from there. And so to me, I can be forgiving if things happened in the past. I just need the honesty on it. You see what I'm saying? And so as long as you're honest, it's just a really it's a deal breaker for me honestly like if you break the honesty and you break like ben said the trust 
um, it's really hard for me to overcome that. And I'm not really good at that. I think you can just tell by the people who are still in my life. Like if you're dishonest with me, you're really not a lot around for very long at all. And, and, and again, I got pretty thick skin, so I can take a lot of stuff. I've taken a lot of stuff in my life. I just need the honest, brutal truth. And, and that's what I give to people. And I think that's why I gravitate towards honest. And like you said earlier, Ben, authentic people, because if you're not, I'm going to smell out the BS and I don't want anything to do with it. And I'll just get out of it. I love it. Yeah, for sure. Still- I mean, some of my top values are health, happiness, love, just since we're going over values, you know, uh, health, happiness, love, peace, honesty, playfulness, freedom, growth, flexibility, and achievement. There's a, there's a good list I, for you. I also think that they change over time. For sure. For sure. Like, I, I also, think, like, I also freedom like- is becoming higher on my list oh i agree with that like being and not like the freedom to just oh i want to go out with the boys and drink or it's like the freedom to choose exactly what i want to do at every moment and i think a lot of that's because of well matt the way that your life has changed in the last whatever five years and seeing it and then also like a lot of the friends that have kind of come in and the people that I mean, a lot of Matt's friends are like they, they live that same lifestyle. It's real. And now. like seeing it is like, okay, I just I and then I think about like, okay, how many times am I doing something that I don't really want to do? And so mm. like I never used to think about that because I was like, Well, this is just what you do. Like you go yeah. to work, mm-hmm. whatever, you have to you have to do it. Like now I'm like, well, that's not true. Like there's a different way to go about this. And I want the freedom for like, not only me, but like Sean as well. Like I want to open that up to where you want to go and and work 16 hours a day. Like if Sean wants to do that, I want, I want that for her, but I want her to want that. Right. Not Mm -hmm. because she feels like she has to do it. Right. Like freedom is really creeping up on that list. I mean, it's, Maybe every day it passes something else up. <laughs> like, and it's something I didn't used to think about, but now I'm just like, dude, that's well, it's your brainwash priority. From as a kid, you're told when yeah. you have to go to bed, you're told when it's time to go to the store, you're told when it's time to take a nap, you're told when it's time to eat, and then schooling is all just conditioning on you doing stuff that you don't want to do. And then it's hard to break that mold, you know, mm-hmm. and then you are you know, and like Jack, you know, like Joe talks about, you know, your body just becomes conditioned to these, to that. I mean, that becomes your life. So it's, it is hard to overcome that. But I think Ben, to your point, I mean, for us, it's real now. I have, I have seen yeah. it. I've touched it. I've smelt it. I've felt it. Like <laughs> I haven't and, um, smelled and, it, but I've, I've, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. You can almost smell it though. And I've got I'm more respect for these guys than, than <laughs> you <gotta> anybody. <laughs> What are you? I'm sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm we're gonna just, have to hear. I'm gonna have to pay. We're just saying Ben's got to. Yeah, Ben's just got to believe. And then I got to believe that I can smell it. Then I'll smell it. All right. I don't believe enough though. I don't. I kind of care. So, but anyway, can, Nick's covered. Yeah, in sorry, covered Nick. in something. <laughs> <laughs> got to get it out now. We'll let it. Let's see. 
these the podcast listeners now are they're just like man nick got a bad rap for talking over these guys you know, these guys <laughs> is that what they're saying <laughs> yeah i could i could hear of all the polity Corey, is that what you're saying all think. the listeners they're like man nick's been so patient with these guys for so long i can't believe he did <laughs> <laughs> but anyway the freedom that you're covered in you can no it's just and like ben said it's real now and it's not it's not like you know when you're growing up you're not it's not the internet it's not tv it's not the movies like this is really your life this is really sumner's life this is really zach's life like this is what you guys really do this is why it's life why it went golfing i guarantee you probably played 36 holes today you know what i mean and runs a gym so it's just real now and that ben is why our impatience with it is running yeah and again i've got more respect for these dudes than anybody trust me right it is not a like not an easy thing these guys work ethic is through the roof and you know i've t- i've said many times like matt claims you can either look at matt one of two ways he's either working 24 7 or he's working zero hours but it's not <laughs> he ain't working three or four or five or six or seven or eight it's either zero or 24 or whatever however you want to look at that okay yep. but it is real and like it is possible and ben me and you just have to keep going and break the mold like we have to change the way our minds and bodies are conditioned is what it comes down to well and i think too it doesn't necessarily mean like freedom for me like would be getting away from the things i don't want to do but like you know thinking about Corey, it's like he's doing a job that he's clearly passionate about oh yeah So to me that's freedom because like every day you get to wake up and do something that you're passionate about that you're growing it doesn't mean like you have to work for yourself no, you know, like for me, like whenever I have the freedom, like I'm gonna choose to spend a lot of that time coaching basketball. Oh, yeah. Like, and I, I still will technically have a boss, you know, like an AD or whatever, but um, that's what I'll choose to do. And it's not like I'm just gonna go and sit on the beach and do nothing, you know. And I've even well, thought about that, and I I think I've said this, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast or not, but I think about like, okay, if I had all the money in the world. Where would I live? What would I do? It's like, well, I would love to live at the lake, mm-hmm. but there ain't no hoopers at the lake. I'm not winning a state <laughs> title at the lake. So guess what? I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to move down there. <laughs> right. Cause I want to, well, you proved you know, that cause you were at the lake and you were, you were a head coach at the lake and then well, you chose not to be. So yeah. True. Yeah. So like, but I think like having the, having passion, you know, in your life and then having the freedom to pursue it to the fullest extent, that's what I'm looking for. Not necessarily just a bunch of days off. Well, I think that I, goes because I get irritated in the summer, you know, teaching. It's like because I know I'm like, like not doing anything, like I'm not being productive. So it's like it's not just that. It's not just like time off. You know what I'm saying? It's the freedom to pursue what you're passionate about. I, I think it goes back to what you were talking about earlier with success and defining what success is. And as long as you're chasing your success, and you know, like what Earl Nightingale says, like success is just doing what you want to do, like setting out to be what you want to be. So that could be being a mother, being a salesman, being a CEO, being self-employed. It could mean working 80 hours a week for somebody else, if that's what you genuinely love to do. So I think you're right though. Maybe we're using freedom in the wrong terminology. I just wanted to clear it up. Yeah. I think it's really, we want to be thinking that 24 seven, I am, attacking my goals and i am being successful in my pursuit of my goals at all times without anything it doesn't mean there's not going to be challenges it doesn't mean there's not going to be obstacles 
it doesn't mean life's going to be easy when we're talking about freedom or chasing success. It's just, you want to be on that trajectory, not doing things that you just play point blank. No, like I don't want to do this. And this isn't actually helping me get to where I want to go. Right. So that list of values I just rattled off is something I created. One of the times I read awaken the giant within, and there's also like, he talks about setting yourself up to win essentially. Um, so it's just a good reminder to like realize the freedom you have. Cause I have like in here, I feel like, for instance, like I said, my top value is health and I feel health or I feel healthy anytime I get enough sleep. And I, anytime I eat the healthier option, anytime I exercise, anytime I get in the hot tub, anytime I get in, get a massage, anytime I stretch. And for instance, like on the freedom thing, I feel freedom anytime I do what I want to do. Anytime I leave work, you can literally just say anytime you leave work, you know, that's, you feel freedom at that point. Or uh, mm. anytime I play golf, anytime I stay home all day, these are just some of the things I've written down. Just an, as an example to be like, hey, you're hitting, you're hitting your value, so feel good about it. Now, you don't want to obviously reach contentment with that, but you also don't want to be miserable. So, What about you, Corey? Have you thought about your own personal values and kind of thought about that at all? Well, as you were talking about, you know, what I'm doing now, I'm passionate about, you know, that was something that resonated with me um, when I was in my previous jobs, you know, I was doing everything I could. I was good at it. I liked it. Um, but as you can tell, my core values changed. Um, mm. My life kind of changed and I, things that weren't important to me before were important to me now. And I had to make a decision and I'm like, you know what, these values are more important than my career that I built up so far. And I'm going to take a big risk or a big chance or a big change in my life and completely switch entire industries um, to strive more towards my goals, a little bit more freedom, um, a little bit more things, a little bit more things that I want to grow on. Um, and that's kind of like, that really resonated with me because I, yeah, my, like what you said, they, that they change, they do. Yeah. And I'm living proof that it did change. And I'm so happy that I did that and made the change because now I'm striving closer to my core values and they're closer mm -hmm. at hand, mm -hmm. you know, that's awesome. That's it takes also, risk. I mean, that's a lot of risk to, to oh. switch out of a job that, you know, you do well. And you know, oh, and at Amazon, I mean, a middle manager and management in Amazon, there's not a more secure job in America or <laughs> right. the world right now. Right. I mean, exactly. Sorry. Go ahead, man. But no, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. But I was just going to say, like, another thing that I learned from Tony and Awaken the Giant Within with regards to the values is like, you can choose your values too. You can set them up and then you will you can adjust your actions accordingly until they truly become what it is that you actually want. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, I'd, I've said this many, many times. I'm sure I've said it on the podcast where a few years ago, I officially made health my top value. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had actually done that when I was like, you know, people will say they put health at the top. Like it's no, I want to, I got to be healthy. Like it's the most important thing to me, but then they'll get up and go to a meeting or go to work on five hours of sleep. It's like, okay, so it's not, right. it's not actually a higher value for you because you're putting something else above your health. 
So it's not your top value. And that's right. when I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my sleep no matter what, mm -hmm. because health is what's most important to me. And, see, and that's I'm, where so I know. I, I'm so glad I do because it trickles into everything else and you just feel better yeah. all day long when you're, when you're healthy. I think health is important to me, but it is not my top priority because I don't get enough sleep between. Yep. And it's a lot of, a lot of that. Well, a lot of it's because Hugh is a newborn. <laughs> sure. But that's, you know, but I, like, I know I'll sacrifice sleep in order to be able to exercise, which is part of health. But then that's I, I only have to sacrifice that because I am going to my job that I, I know I need because I know I need to provide for my family. So right. there it's like, okay, so providing for my family is really what I value or what I prioritize there. Even though health is important, it's still, it's like, well, if I got to go on four hours of sleep because that's what's best for my family so I don't lose my job, <laughs> well, right. that's what I'm going to do. And you know what I mean? So, um, but I'd like to get to that point, right, where now – I am providing for my family. I don't have to drop everything else for that because that's being taken care of through right. X, Y, and Z. And so then I can, okay, now I can move health from third or fourth up to number one. So I think it just depends on where you're at. But like, yeah, I, there's no way that I would never sacrifice my family's well-being or like, I guess, security, right? to for my own health i would so that could be the value right now that's higher is the security that's to me that's probably the number one value for me not security but just like providing for the family that's my number I one say, if you got security number one and freedom number two you're gonna be in some turmoil <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that's why I said, yeah, i'm i'm going through that desire right you desire something you just what does uh naval say pick one thing to desire Mm. and then choose, choose to be unhappy until you get that or how does he phrase that you guys know what i'm talking about basically he says you choose one thing that you're going to desire and be unhappy about everything else just get over it let right. it go mm. right that's that's where that's where balance comes into play you know when sure. you look at a seesaw it's never balanced with just one person uh it's never balanced with just one focus it's never balanced with just one thought Everything is this out of your latest play. book? My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that was you know written down. Tell me that I'll was written it. down. He's reading it right out of his book right now. All right. Geez. He's writing it down as he says it. It's so good. He writes <laughs> yeah, his own gonna, things down. Going into his but book. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it takes more than one thing to achieve balance. It takes your friends. It takes your uh, family. Mm -hmm. It takes your thought process. It takes your schedule. It takes your focus. What do you plan on focusing on? It takes your right. core values. It takes everything all together to be able to balance it out. Um, yeah, there's obviously, there's going to be uh, different levels and different heights of it, but you have to figure out how to balance that out. And um, it's not just going to be by yourself. It's not just going to be on just one focus at a time. Um, that's what, that's what I've been really working on with myself in my life, you know, is to achieve the most balance I can. Yeah. You set priorities where it's at, but then like you also, you're going to realize like the smaller things too, that those are going to affect your balance. I can either sway it higher or lower to one end of the spectrum. So there's always trade-offs. 
Yeah, exactly. There's always there's always trade offs, and that's just the reality of it. Yeah, but that's with we, everything. Ben, we know you're not going to be providing for your family from X, Y, and Z. It's going to be Powerty Hubble LLC. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's just get the facts out there. Uh, I love you that. know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, I I know, and I I'm excited about that, but it's like that's where. It just made like talking through it. You know, I, you know how I am. I like to talk through things and I figure it out. <laughs> I think and think and my brain's just like, it's like a racquetball going through. And then I start <laughs> talking and I'm like, oh, okay. That's what I'm actually thinking about. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what's Absolutely. so good about doing this. And then that's what's so good about journaling, writing stuff down. Like we yeah. mm-hmm. about forces you to put your thoughts. Same thing. Like, like I said earlier, you, you plug those gaps. Yep those holes that you had in your, in your brain and you, when you really have to write it or say it, those get plugged in. Yeah. Now that's a good point though, Corey. It's like, it takes a lot of different things. It's not just one thing, not just the meditation that makes a happy life <laughs> as much as Nick believes. No, I, I thought Corey, I thought Corey, I thought Corey saw me spill and that's just like a classic thing. So <laughs> sorry, uh, go ahead, Ben, my bad. But yeah, so I think like, you know, if someone just sits around and meditates, but then they they eat like crap and they right. drink a ton of alcohol and they don't exercise. Yeah, you're that's gonna, not going to be a happy person. No, that meditation is only going so far. Right. So the balance of putting all these things together and, and, the, and the balance of work versus play and enjoyment yeah. versus the desire, you know? Yeah, so. it is. It is true because, you know, when we, we just had this. Uh, the boys weekend the fancy basketball draft weekend and honestly like i showed up on tuesday and like my day tuesday at work was uh just awesome like i literally enjoyed the whole day and i was like excited to be back and like i enjoyed getting back to work and i was cool to be back in the office you know and it was just like one of those things where like you talk about the balance like it was like almost too much fun like we had so much fun that it was almost like my body and my brain's like no you need to go back to work and then by, <laughs> and then by tomorrow, you know, and this is just how the universe always works out. I'm sure by tomorrow afternoon, I'll be done with work and I won't want to be at work. And then guess what? Here comes the weekend. So I mean, <laughs> life delivers like it always does. Dude, I, I, that weekend last weekend was so fun. But when I got back, I was excited to eat real food, to eat healthy food and to lift some weights and like i got so much stuff done on tuesday mm-hmm. it was crazy just stuff to like you know move the needle forward on the success meter in my life totally i felt like it was extra like this whole week just oh, because yeah. we had all that fun and totally detached from everything mm-hmm. it's just a good recharge really was my face literally hurt from smiling and laughing too much <laughs> i'm not exaggerating it's a problem like monday on the car ride back home like it was painful to smile and laugh that's how much <laughs> fun i had over the weekend i'm not exaggerating that's crazy that's how Fair i felt after matt's bachelor party i was just like I, I i mean i needed a day to like recover but okay. then the day after that I, I think I texted the whole group and I was like, I am on fire right now. Like I can oh, yeah, take yeah. on the world. And I had like the best lift of my life. Cause I'm like, I have to look like Sumner. <laughs> <laughs> well, that ain't going to happen. I know. <laughs> a few more lifts. A few more lifts. Yeah. I definitely wait one more though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I bet. I bet you did. That's all you can do. Go one more, baby. 
No, I think it's good to like go and have those type of like, I don't know if they, you call them retreats, you know, or like reunions yeah. to get together with the people are, that are going to level you up. And then you need those. I, I need them. I need them all the time. Like I can't do them every weekend. <laughs> You know what I mean? But I you need it. You need it so much. You created a family so you could do it every day. Yeah. Get, get, get home and, you know, there you go. Yeah. I think it's about being around your people you love, too. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. I mean, it, does, sure. it doesn't have to be something huge either. Like something that resonated with me on the last podcast. Since I'm a, I'm a listener, uh, Zach's comment when he said, you know, he's very strict on planning schedules and setting goals and creating timelines and everything like that but he says like you know when he goes on vacation or goes out to eat like so what happened there ben I don't know, but it's still recording. So are you going to are you going to are you going to be able to patch those together? Yeah, it'll it'll still be on one. Sorry, go back. You were talking about we're how Zach talked buttons, about man. What's he doing dude, over there? I didn't Somebody. click any. No, something something went weird. So oh, it's just something went weird. Something I agree with you, weird. Corey. Now, I'm the, Corey, can you recap that? Because that's not going to be recorded. Uh, talk what Zach said about going out to dinners. Can you can you recap that? Sorry. Yeah, it's just just his comment when he said that, you know, when he was very strict on planning his schedules, setting goals for himself, setting out timelines. Um, but then when he would go to like on vacation or hang out with friends, like he would just totally relax and go with the flow and what anybody wanted to do, he was fine with it. Like, that's like the same thing with me, you know, going on vacations as well, but like also like something small is going to the gym. Yeah, I want to work out back that day. But like, I'm going to do what my body wants to do. I'm going to totally relax. Like this is my time that I really enjoy that I'm not going to set myself with a strict schedule to be like, I got to do a certain amount of this and this much weight. Like if I'm feeling great, I can do seven sets. You know, I'm feeling great. I can do 12 reps. I can do 15 reps. I can do two yeah, reps. I love it, dude. I don't know. You know I'm what I'm saying? I'm the same so like, way with the gym. Like I'm like, I'm going to hit this today. I have no idea what I'm going to do. And you feel it out. Exactly. Well, I oh, hope nice. we heard. I hope we have all of it recorded, just so we can just show Corey is amazing. At, I mean, you could be an actor, dude. His redoing was oh my god. His tone of voice <laughs> and the words were like literally. I was like, he I said, we "Yeah, I can do it again. I can do it again." Okay, let me get my script <laughs> back out. Beautiful. Holy cow! I hope there's like only a half a second. That was impressive. and cut. Perfect. Right. <laughs> all right. Take I've three. That One, way more too, One more though, time. One more time. <laughs> with going to the gym though like i'll go in with an idea of like all right i'm I'm hitting shoulders and today or whatever and then i'm like i don't really know where this is gonna go and then sometimes yeah. i'll hit shoulders and traps because i'm like you know what i just feel like touching the traps a little bit and i know it. justin like, justin's gonna hit chest you know no matter what <laughs> no matter what right. day it is he finds a way <laughs> and you're just how, in the moment though, man yeah exactly well you, you yeah. just stay in the moment i actually i'm I'm so with you on all this, obviously. I'll go in the middle of the day. I can have the craziest problems going on at work. The whole world is blowing up. You know, clients are freaking out or whatever. Title companies, bitching, agents losing their mind. I go to the gym and, dude, it's like I'm only there for an hour or whatever, but it feels like an eternity. And I just forget about all of it. And I come right back and I hop right back in. But I don't let that be on my mind when I'm at the gym. When I'm at the gym, I'm hitting shoulders. 
Right. I don't know. I don't know about Susan in Florida complaining about her closing <laughs> costs. I don't. You know, what I mean, that's gone. I'm hit shoulders, baby. I'm getting pumped. Hit so that I'm do not you. disturb on. I go. I go. <laughs> in, well, my do not disturb never goes off. So. <laughs> right. Well, I guess you your your work stuff doesn't go directly to your phone, does it? Like people call. Oh no, and... plenty of people call my cell phone. Same as you know, unless you're you three or dad or Judy or mom, like it's not coming through. You know right. what I mean? I'm not so forget about that but now i go i go in i go in flows of what you guys are talking about there because sometimes i was gonna have my my workout structured to a t like for instance when i came back like uh the day that we flew back matt i mean i had my workout like it was down like i knew everything i was going to do the second i stepped into the gym and then like even the very next morning when i went to go hit back like you're saying, I had no nothing planned. I was just, I just knew I was gonna hit back. You know what I mean? Right. Actually, yeah. I hit legs, and w- we came home. I hit chest. Next morning, I hit legs, and then I hit back that night. So I just cranked it out. So no wonder. <laughs> so well, something that's uh, interesting with me, and I don't know how how you if you guys have this or not, but like a lot of days, I'll I'll get up and I'll be like, well, like if I don't get up and go at five which I, you know, I want to, but I can't always do that with the little man. Um, but it's like, I may not know where I'm even going to work out. Like it may be at school. <laughs> it may be at the Centralia gym, or I may go wow. with a buddy somewhere else, or it may just be that I'm going to hit yoga for 30 minutes. That sounds and... like a Ben thing though. I could just see Ben getting in the car too. <laughs> oh, see where I end up. Oh yeah. You know him, <laughs> him and his car rides. I'm just cruising, man. What? I was gonna say, like, ben, dude. ben would just go for rides. I remember yeah. back in the day, he's right. like, I just, I just went for a ride. Just went for a ride in his car. What? <laughs> I love doing that. It's wild, dude. I can it's, tell you. One of my I've, favorite things I've in never the world done is just to, to get in the car and be like, and I think about it all the time. When I'm going somewhere, I'm like, man, I wish I could just drive. And just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> You're and just not, and just not know where I'm doing going. it while he's in the car. <sighs> I do. Or like, I, I actually, I really want to take, take a right here. Right. No, I've For done real. where. What's down that I'm, road? <laughs> I'll be driving to work, and I'll like, if I have time, I'll just like intentionally just drive right past work and just <laughs> keep driving and just figure it out. Dude, wow. you're crazy. I love it. Like I could just, like I could get up in the morning tomorrow, and just get in the car, and then figure it out, and I'd have a great day. <laughs> That's why he wants that freedom. That's why he's pushing for the freedom. Yeah, right there. Seriously, I take that back, Ben. So I've done it once. Uh, af- right after I bought my Mustang, that was the well, only time I just got in my car and was like, "I'm gonna just drive around. This is gonna be fun." That was literally. Then me and Jeremy got in it and we yep. just drove around for like two hours and I came back. That was it. See, I'd rather just drive around than drive to somewhere. Well, I mean, I, I would agree with that, but I guess I don't really have much experience in that either. It's a whole so. different kind I mean, of driving, I guess, isn't it? You know, but Mia wants help. to do it too. She's like, keep driving. I don't want to get out of the car yet. So I take another lap. We'll just drive passing around down. Town. Ben's passing Apple doesn't down to fall his far from the tree. Yeah, we're jamming out. You know, we're listening to Disney music, and it's it's just let's get it. Let's just drive. Windows down. I mean, Nick, enjoy though, life. Nick, how fun was it to cruise around in the Miata back in the day, though? Oh, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't, 
I love when Corey's around. It's always the best. I get to remember so much of my life. It's like I, I forgot don't. I had that car. <laughs> that was a fun car. I actually did like that car because it was be honest, almost like a motorcycle, but I was mm-hmm. felt safer. I was like, and I was cruising in that thing. Yeah, our, our heads were so like little. sticking above the windshield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we way too big. When I came, when I got out of that car, people were always like, "What." What is that? What is happening? Why it's is that guy car? in there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost like it shrunk when I stepped out, you know, like right. <laughs> got smaller. You know, one of my favorite cars to be in was uh Riggler's Mustang. Cause we would do that. We would put the top down. It'd be, you know, 40 degrees outside. And oh, yeah, me and him would just play music and drive. Cause he liked to do the same thing. We would be hanging out playing video games. He goes, you just want to go on a ride. And I'm like, yeah. Let's go. And we would just drive around for like two hours and just talk and listen to music. You, I, see, awesome. I could see you guys doing that. I could well, see you yeah. two do. Riggler's the kind time. of guy who would me and Riggler, Me and Riggler really, we had a lot in common. You guys should just still be friends. You know, you can do it. Like, look at Corey yeah, on the we podcast should. here. I yeah, know. we should be friends, but we don't really like maybe they don't much. have as much in common anymore as they used well, to. Well, I we fell out because McGee was such a dick. And Why I just would you let somebody else ruin because he your was always because he was always around Riggler. And so I was like, well, I mean, it's not like I avoided Riggler. It was just like I don't really want to hang out with McGee, so I'm gonna go do something else. That's what it became. And then I, I once I was in college, I had other friends and I was like, I'm all right. Like if McGee's gonna be there, I'm not going out of my way to just go hang out with this dick. So <laughs> that was it. That's basically. That's, I mean, that's why I don't hang out with Riggler. If it was just me and him, we'd still be. Well, tight. I'm sure they're not just still. Are they roommates uh, or something? Or is I don't it know. Still like, like no, I no, probably not. But I don't know. He's got we other just haven't talked. Now. We haven't talked in a Sorry, long time. Uh, you're it's right. all good. I'm good. We get, I got you covered. <laughs> Look, I bring yeah, Corey I'm just around. friends with you guys as friends now, you know. Yeah, now that works out better. We got the good ones. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> For real, you always. No, I know. Matt has not always had the good ones, but you, you've always, yeah, I've got, always liked your. We're, we're twenty years in, baby. Uh, it's not gonna. It's not stopping anytime soon. I can promise you that. You know what's funny though is I'm finding myself. The further we go into this, I like. I feel like we're progressing a lot. Um, and like, it's really cool to see, because obviously I don't talk to Corey, you know, as much as you do, you guys. And like, but it's cool to see like how much Corey is like progressed and advanced. And I thought the same thing with Fraser. Mm-hmm. And just like, because I don't talk to those, you know, I don't talk to them every day or whatever. But it's just really cool to see like, we're all, we're all leveling up. And I'm starting to see that some of my friends from college, they're way more into getting hammered like three or four nights a week. And they're just kind of stuck in who they are and they bitch about this and that. And I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of moving past you. You know, it's like, I'm kind of just, that was a chapter. That was a fun chapter, but you know, if you're not going to continue to grow and continue to push me, like I need people around me that are going to push me. So it's just cool to see. They wouldn't be around still if they weren't leveling up. And that's why a lot of my friends is just like, I'm I'm cool with them. They call, I'll talk to them. Yeah, but like, no, like most of that them. CMU group is they just, they want to party. That's what they want to do. But and to their, Kevin to O'Keefe their... is like the only one that's kind of like, he's trying to level up. 
just to de- just to defend them. That's what they've always done. Right. But yeah. even before CMU too. And that's just so that's just who they are. It's you know, I, I don't want to knock them in any way, but I mean me and Corey have definitely shedded, you know, some friends throughout the years. If you're not keep if you're not gonna keep up, you're gonna stick around. Well, and I agree that's how some people just are. But to me, that was a chapter. Yeah, and it was a chapter for you. But, but I mean, Corey never Corey's never been that guy ever. Corey's always been this guy, like steadily trying to improve, progress. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, he never got, you know, went through a phase of I mean, we drank in high in college and stuff. But high school, me and Corey never did anything. We never did any drugs. Yeah. We never drank any alcohol. We never went to any parties. And I think that's what made us click right off the bat. Like we were all we were both into the same stuff. And then, you know, if Corey got into something, I got into it. That's just how it worked. Vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's interesting to see like the phases of friends as you go through, which that's where Nick, you're unique because a lot of your guys, your core guys have been around for so long. Where for me and Matt, that's not really been the case. Like outside of family, you know what I mean? Well, and like Corey and Frazier and well, Paulo. Yeah, no, but those guys were all originally Nick's friends. Right. But a lot of me and Matt's friends have kind of like we go through we've gone through some chapters. So let's just say that. Would you see that's fair, Matt? Oh yeah. You know, we got Zach and Sumner and Wyatt, and those guys are awesome dudes. But those guys oh. are pushing us. Those they're leveling up. I mean, those mm-hmm. dudes are they're on it, they're awesome. There's so well, much to learn from them and cool to hang out same with. Same thing. <laughs> you know, you stop leveling up, they're they're not they're not the kind of people who are gonna be hanging out with you. You know what I mean? Right, right exactly. So that's kind of what I was talking about, about the person I'm becoming and the vibe I'm putting out. And like, it's just how the universe works, you know, you just attract those people. Mm-hmm. And then people that aren't doing that stuff and like keeping up with us, like you said, nothing against them. We're just right. probably not going to be hanging out with them. Well, that's what my neighbor, dude, my neighbor across the street, I think he wants to be best friends with me, but I'm like, I just, don't know what to talk to you about does like, he does he hope because if not it's probably not gonna work out <laughs> he, i mean i've seen him shoot he's not very good now he i've seen around. him shoot if you've <laughs> seen him shoot that's at least good that means he's at least oh he's like shoot. yeah i'm just saying like intellectually he's just you you could tell based on his shot i could tell based on <laughs> <our cop. laughs> oh no you got form like that oh no it's right. not it's not clicking upstairs his wife's got a good jumper oh okay she's, she's a little better intellectually i think right very good act score she's getting her doctorate <laughs> she's deep deep in the school game very deep in the in the game you yeah. can relate to those people though. and she's a teacher i get it she got down the path of I'm going to collect as many degrees as possible here. <laughs> I get it. Degrees, baby. <laughs> and then I'm she's smart. and then the other day she's sitting there talking about how she wants to stay at home with her kids. I'm like, you don't make one more degree first. <laughs> one more degree. Go get your doctorate so you can home. stay I home. tell you right now why that is. That's why she can show people I'm smart. I'm choosing not to. Right. You know, I'm not just to stay I totally home. get that. That's a I can do it if I wanted to thing. That's right. what that is. Yeah, I'm choosing not to do it. 100. percent Yeah. That's why. That's why I think it was. You've good made for that Bree, point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because that's why Bree needed to get her degree. That's the no. I can do it, but trust me, I'd rather be a mom. 
Right. Right. Hey, I, you guys know, I'd be the first one to be like, yo, stay at home, dad. Let's go. (laughs) I got, I would have zero shame in that. Trust me. I would be like, no, trust me. I'm making a huge impact in people's lives. So I would have no shame in that whatsoever. I'm all about it, baby. (laughs) I'm all about it, baby. But yeah, man, I've definitely shifted my time, energy, and effort. Like I said, my declining, uh, leadership at self-made essentially it's i've my time energy and efforts shifted into my family here you know having two daughters and it's just more important to me and then growing my business working with sumner and obviously growing power to help llc and then you know a couple other little things you know a couple of, you you really are turning into tony well of course i got 17 businesses man. <laughs> i have 107 businesses six billion dollars in business last year you know, don't worry about yeah. all those i'm talking about my one business right the main one the the main Jeez. one that you know me for oh my god Howardy hubble llc that's right. the one it's literally how he answers some of those questions uh-huh. sometimes i forget like how many and i'm like i think there's another one you know <laughs> Well, you got your Walmart stuff go- going on too. Yeah, the Walmart store, the Facebook store. Yeah, I own Walmart. Yeah. I own Facebook. <laughs> on Amazon. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, but that's like about it. So, okay. He's buying the Suns next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're up for sale, baby. And when he says the Suns, he's talking about the stars in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, definitely not the Phoenix Suns. You buy them and I'll come coach for you. Oh, I like it. I'm not quite there financially yet. We'll see how much Corey invests. Yeah, Corey's going to push <laughs> us over the top. We're all going to own the Suns after well, Corey's Then investment. we might. That might be our next investment, the Suns, instead of some more land. Who knows what we'll this see. guy's packing. Matt, um, we'd Matt probably lose money on this. Match just, match just got money moving in different directions. Corey's actually just a wealthy man, as is currently. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Corey's got the highest net worth on this podcast right now. No doubt, is plus minus is crazy. It's good, we won't make you baby. say it. it's plus <laughs> minus <laughs> when he's on the court, things are happening. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right <laughs> for real, though. That's the truth, too. I actually wanted to ask you. Upside defense is off the charts. <laughs> Circle back to the beginning of your leadership thing, Corey. Did you start as a manager at Target? Yes. Really? And that was straight so, out of college. So I started as I started as a team leader. Um, within six months, I got promoted to a senior team leader. Uh, with six months after that, I got promoted to executive team leader. Oh shit! So. So they hired me pretty much because I had a college degree, but they didn't trust just, because I was so young in my experience. Right. And it took them very quickly to realize, like, right. I knew what I was doing. I was going to work harder than anybody else, like, and progressively uh, kept on getting promotions. Nice. Damn. Good Boom, stuff, baby. Okay. Well, sad that I wrote that down when you were talking earlier, and I just wanted to bring it back up real quick. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I guess we didn't get too deep into organization, but apparently we had two and a half hours worth of content on leadership and balance. So that was good to talk about balance. That's something we haven't really talked. No, I much agree. About, it was so. Great, great idea, Corey. That was awesome. All right, should we 
do closing thoughts? I think so. All right, Corey, you know the deal. Go ahead and uh, take us home. Adios, amigos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. But but, (laughs) so my closing thoughts, um, you guys have been a huge part of my life for like what Nick said, 20 plus years. Um, I consider you guys pretty much my brothers that I've never had. As you guys know, I have two older sisters. I've never had a brother in my life. So you guys are definitely considered my three brothers that I've never had. So um, you guys are definitely going to be a part of my life forever. Um, Keep on, you know, trying to outperform each other. Uh, Competition every single year, trying to get bigger in the gym, you know, <laughs> Nick, whenever you want, we can, we can try out the uh, <laughs> contest again. I'm always ready for a bicep <laughs> contest. God, I love it. And no, I, re- I really appreciate you guys having me on this podcast. It's really fun to listen to it every time. Every time you guys make a contest, just realize that I'm listening to it while I'm stretching at the gym every single day. Um, it's fun. No, it, 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 it lets me like question things about my life, you know, it lets me think about things a little bit deeper, get a little bit different uh, thinking, um, train of thought and everything like that. So uh, it's been really fun. I'm glad I can be on here and kind of talk through things with you guys and bounce some ideas off each other, but I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, it was awesome having you on. Um, really appreciate you coming on being a big time listener and yeah, you're part of the family, man. It's been been awesome growing up with you you around and that whole core that whole core gang to uh just such a such a cool group of guys but i feel like i learned a lot tonight um i feel like i do every night but leadership is i mean that's something i'm super passionate about so i love i love that we talked about it and you brought like a lot of unique ideas and um you know and then as we talk through things and it just helps me learn help me grow and so uh, the balance was great as well. Really cool, cool idea to blend those two topics together because that's something that I think a lot of times gets separated. Um, and I thought we we kind of brought it together. So amazing podcast, Corey. Hopefully we can have you on again. I um, feel like we could just sit here and bullshit for another two or three hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, awesome, awesome job tonight. You know, this is, this is one of our best. So um, loved having you on, man. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. And I was literally thinking like we've gone two and a half hours here and we didn't even get to all the topics we were going to discuss. So <laughs> no, we didn't. Yeah, clearly, we could have just kept going all night. So um, but I mean, I know it's getting close to midnight for you, Missouri boys, too. So um, but yeah, man, it was awesome having you. We'll definitely have you back on. We obviously couldn't even finish what we wanted in two and a half hours and yeah you're you're obviously one of the brothers um so uh loved having you on and also if you feel like Corey, and like you listen to this and you enjoy it and it helps you and makes you think about your life you know share it with somebody let them know help somebody else out share the pod so um but yeah Corey, appreciate your brother love you man thanks for coming on no doubt. I think the uh, 2010 East senior class, they had it right, <laughs> brother, because I mean, we've been best friends since sixth grade and I just don't see a change in man. I mean, at 30 years old, there's just no way 
you know, I think if you're going to lose a, a friendship or a relationship like that, like it would have already happened. You know what I mean? I think from here on out, it's just only going to get stronger and deeper and closer. And it was great having you on brother. I mean, your insight tonight was great. I mean, like Matt said, if you're a listener and you enjoy our podcast, like definitely share it. Cause these are the kind of people we hang out with. Um, obviously amazing dude, just all around. So um, thanks for coming on, man. I don't really have much else to say, I guess, you know, I just want to recap with like, if you know me, like this dude is basically in the same breath, the same way that Matt and Ben are. So, I mean, I literally hold you like in that regard, as far as like a true brother of mine. I think if you're anybody who knows me, you know, Corey and like people just knew, like we've been attached at the hip, you know, basically our whole lives. And it's just been natural. And it's been like, I just never thought anything of it. You know what I mean? You've just been a part of my life and it's just been that way. And it's just interesting now at 31 to look back and be like, yeah, this guy's been there for everything. He's been through everything with me. And, you know, if I was ever going to uh, write a book on my life, I, I wouldn't write it. I would just tell somebody, I would just say, go to Corey. He's going to write it. The dude literally knows more about my life than I do. Um, it's then that's actually a fact. So it's pretty. Remarkable. <laughs> so anyways, man, in short, we love you. I love you and uh, appreciate you coming on brother. And uh, until next time. The Piloty Podcast is signing off. Adios, amigos.